When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? What's the worst day of the week that gets us all depressed? M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S Here comes more aggravation and a brand new week of stress. M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S Monday sucks. enticing episode of Monday Suck featuring Day Downs. <laughs> Thank you so much, Patrick, and you have a wonderful day. I promise I'll give you the check the next time you come in. How's everyone doing out there in Geek Fives Nation? This is your host of Monday Suck Day Downs. It's Mondays, so help me help you by listening to me, and I will make it better. And uh, we got a show, our fifth episode, actually. I, I'm still remaining on remembering the episodes, and I could be off. I have no fucking clue. But until someone calls me out about it, it's on the fifth episode. Either way, uh, guys, we didn't have a show last week. Um, I've decided that if we have a major thing that happens, um, I will do a show weekly. But sometimes it's going to be bi-weekly based on the stuff. I don't think anyone really gave a shit if I put in an hour's work on Area 51 bullshit or the guy that was really rude to people and very short at the, uh, the Starbucks that wanted a bagel. Sorry. Uh, I, want, I want to actually have fun conversations. So in order for us to do that, I have a co-host today, and um, it's Joelle. Joelle, what's up, man? Yeah. How's it going? I'm glad to be back, Dane. I'm always uh, willing to help uh, when we need all right, Joel, I, I have something to admit to you. Do it. Uh, I have a problem pronouncing your last name, and I always think I'm going to fuck it up like Joan does with pronouncing actors' names. So can you just – can you can you for, from now on, can you just give me the way to say it so I know how to say it? And then if there's a future time where I fuck it up, you have a good reason to give me shit about it. You got it. Uh, it is pronounced Jimenez. That's what I thought it was, Jimenez. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. Joel Jimenez, uh, you guys will know him from Full Court Press. Uh, you guys will definitely know him from Geek Fives Live. He's one of the main contributors of the Big Five with me, Juwan, Nick, and Kanan that run this motherfucker. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're going to be on. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. And uh, mostly Comic-Con, I think, would be the main thing that we need to talk about. Uh, but before we get there, we got some uh, some smaller stuff. Now, Joel, did you get a chance to listen to the song Below from Ed Sheeran? I did. I did. I heard it uh, earlier today because uh, you recommended it to me, and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a listen. And I did. It sounded it was pretty good. I, I, I didn't hate it. <laughs> well, and, and the, the, the funny thing is, people, and you know, normally you'd be like, Dane's promoting an Ed Sheeran song. Hear me the fuck out. First of all, I actually do like Ed Sheeran, and uh, my my band – used to cover Don't, uh, and, and we used to throw it into No Diggity as a medley back when I was in that band. But, you know, he's, he's a decent pop artist that does his thing. Well, I have the song Blow on his new album. I think it's uh, Collaborations number six. 
the whole album's full of different people. He's got a track with 50 Cent and Eminem. He's got a track with Justin Bieber. He goes all over the place. Well, he decided to write this cool rock song that's very uh, – it's a straight rock song. It reminds me of like something that Lenny Kravitz or like uh, – what's her name? Um, the girl who does the, uh, the Ronda Rousey theme. Joan Jett. Something that like, Lenny Kravitz mm-hmm. or Joan Jett would, come, would, would, would figure out. But it said Sheeran. And he gets uh, Chris uh, – oh, man, what, now that it's not in front of me, I can't think of his name. Chris um, – well, it doesn't matter. I, 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 Chris Stapleton, who's known primarily for country or bluegrass. And he sings a verse, and he got Bruno Mars, who I'm a huge Bruno Mars fan, to produce it, mm-hmm. play bass, all the leads, all the drums. It's all Bruno. So me being someone that – it's a bit older, and I can't really uh, get with – oh, my God, I sound like I'm fucking 90 years old. Get with some of the newer music. I appreciated a track like this. Uh, it's been out for two weeks. I didn't fucking know about it because apparently no one gives a shit about rock and roll anymore. But pretty impressive for someone like Ed Sheeran, who's known for making, like – well, let me just say, like, John Mayer-esque, like, lovey, you know, more more mellow songs, if you will – um, for him to turn it up a notch, and especially with Bruno Mars, I'm a huge Bruno fan. I will say this, and, I, and you can give me all the shit that you want. Think about, based on the time period, I feel like Bruno Mars is this generation's prince. I think that he can work with any artist, and he can create great hits, whether it be uh, Fuck You for CeeLo or um, uh, I Want to Be a Millionaire. Uh, you know, he, he, he understands music, and he's approached it, plays every instrument, Guy's talented as shit. Can we get Bruno doing a fucking rock album? I think it would be great. Like, I want him to either do, like, Parliament Funkadelic, like, funk album, just the whole thing, or just do a whole entire, like, badass rock album. Because at his concerts, he covers a wide range of, like, different artists, and he's obviously a fan. But either way, I was very happy that there was a cool rock single, and I was very, like... They were playing on my rock radio. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And I thought it was Bruno Mars. And then to find out that Ed Sheeran wrote it, uh, I don't know how much of a rock fan you are, Joel, but is it, is, it, is it weird that probably one of the better rock singles that's been out in the last couple of years was written by Ed Sheeran and produced by Bruno Mars? It is weird, yeah. <laughs> I do like rock quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, if you're telling me, is it a weird combination to say that was the one of the better rock singles to come out is from those two guys. Yeah, I would say that is kind of weird. But, you know, uh, bands, like rock bands in general are not as popular as they used to be. At least not as world. You know, they're not as pop, I guess. You know, back in the day, it was different with different bands, and it was just, it was a different feeling. Nowadays, and, and like, I'm, I'm not one that keeps up with, like, popular music to begin with, especially modern day. Uh, so it's, it's hard for me. I'm just speaking from my opinion, like, you rarely hear, I can't tell you the last time someone recommended me a band. And I'm not in the musical circle, so that's obviously one of those things I'm just not involved in. But I, I, if you can't, I, I, I personally can't tell you any modern day bands. I like none. I can't give you probably any. Yeah, so, you know, I might bring this on. We might have uh, Joe Kalina, who is a fellow rocker, musician, or past, he would say. Now he's a real estate agent, Kalina Brothers. If you guys need real estate, check it out in Georgia. Uh, him and John, who's been on the show before, can help you out. Uh, Kalina Bro uh, Geek Show, oh, God, I hope I remembered that, is on our YouTube station. 
definitely check it out if you guys want a breakdown of the different various films in the MCU. They pretty much broke down every single one uh, building up for uh, Endgame. So definitely check that out. But he might be on later. He's a drummer, uh, rocker. Definitely would like to get his input on that. But I thought it was just cool. I thought it was uh, different. And uh, we'll, we'll move on to some more some, some, some more pressing matters. Uh, one that really bothers the hell out of me, uh, mostly because I was a really big fan of his father. Uh, Rand Paul, man. What the fuck? Now, now he's doing, like, dirty work for, for, for good old Donnie. Uh, over in Iran, but uh, Rand Paul stops the unanimous passage of the 9-11 first responders funding bill. Uh, he and one other uh, person, I know it's Senator Lee, I believe is his name, but I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Senator Mike Lee of Utah. Uh, so the whole thing is, uh, you know, we had John Stewart. We, we talked about this, I think, on the first episode, actually. Mm-hmm. We had John Stewart addressed Congress with 9-11 victims. Uh, there was a lot, primarily Republican uh, congressmen, that thought that that what the 9-11 first responders should be dealing with should be a state-related thing. Now, I think that's blasphemous. Most people do, too. John made it very, very apparent and let our knowledge get better that these guys weren't getting treated right, that they were getting their bills paid up to a certain amount, but many of them, because of the effects of what happened when they went in the building to save fucking people during a terrorist attack that was a, that was a, a, a nationwide thing, uh, you know, they were dying. They were, they, were, they were dying of cancer, and this was happening at a rapid rate. Actually, a gentleman, and I, I feel bad that I don't know his name, but he was at the Congress meeting with Jon Stewart and died a week later. Um, and, and this is something that's a very pressing issue. This is something that it seems like doesn't matter what fucking side you're on uh, of anything, or if you're smarting on the uh, inside, if you will, like I am, um, not picking one of those goddamn sides. But everyone can agree, I think, uh, that you know anyone that helped out in 9-11, uh, that ran in there, uh, any type of New Yorker, whether it be paramedic, whether it be a police officer, whoever entered – 15 seconds just ran right in there while the, the, the buildings themselves were collapsing. And how many died and then the survivors to get so many bad effects from the actual, you know, then, then saving people and getting them out of there. And you find out that these victims are not getting proper care uh, w- w- with funding. And so John Stewart was proposing a bill that would cost us a billion dollars every year. Uh, for the next, I think it was 10, 10 years, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it's more, maybe it's less. But basically to make sure that every single one of these you know, people were, were fine until death and had the right type of money to make sure that their bills were paid for, and especially if they're going through cancer treatments. Now, the reason why it really frustrates me, Joel, is like I said, mm-hmm. Rand Paul is the son of Ron Paul. Ron Paul was someone I voted for. Uh, Ron Paul was a libertarian uh, candidate, um, much like Bernie with, with his side, because Bernie's not really a Democrat. Ron Paul was not really a Republican. They unfortunately have to play his fucking game uh, and, and pick what, what, what party policies they most follow by. Uh, so a libertarian like Ron Paul had a run in the Republican race, and he would get swarmed most of the damn time because he wasn't aggressive. He was actually trying to answer things to do uh he was 
socially liberal, even though he was a Christian, uh, and he was also fiscally conservative, which is something that I definitely, you know, like politically. Uh, I, I, I like uh, kind of branching those things separately. And his son just uh, – this has been since the fucking debates, and if, if people want to tell me, no, they're the same person, they're not. I'm sorry. It's, it's so weird how the older father will reproduce a son that goes more backwards in the fucking party concept than he did. It seemed like, like, like Ron, when even though everyone said he had no chance, but he's really smart and he's saying a lot of stuff that's good, I don't understand that perception. He just doesn't have a chance because he's not a real Republican. Well, that's, I guess Rand decided to run with that, if you will, and um, you know he just spent he spent the Republican debates making a pissing contest between him and the pres the now president Donald Trump and Marco Rubio. Uh, you know it wasn't the same type of tactics of intelligence and trying to have you know rational um, thoughts and, and reasoning and, and and what I'm going to do when I get into office and this is what we need to worry about. Instead of like the new thing, which is like, well, you suck, and here's the reason why you suck, and your grandma sucks too. Like that whole entire political concept. Um, I hated it, and I, I really am disgusted by this. And I understand, you know, uh, Rand said, Rand's statement was, it has been my feeling that we need to address our massive debt in this country. We have a $22 trillion debt. We're adding debt about a trillion dollars a year. And therefore, my new spending that we are approaching, any new program that's going to be the longevity of 70, 80 years should be offset by cutting spending that's less valuable. Okay, well, that was a statement. Maybe this is longer than that. All I have to say is that when it comes to certain things that I give a shit about paying for, uh, war is not one of them. Uh, unfortunately, because we can't afford it, going over and trying to help out countries with their fucking shit not one of them either. Uh, building a fucking wall for no goddamn reason is not one of them. Uh, and honestly, even though it would have been nice trying to get free shit, like college paid for and stuff like that, my student loans paid for, that's not one of them either. If we're going to talk about the debt, mm. if we're going to talk about how much money that we're fucking paying and that we shouldn't add to, I think helping out people that helped out you know, during our time of crisis that went in there like they were military and acted a certain way is much more important and I think it's disgusting. I'm trying to find a statement. I'll just say this. I'm going to find the exact statement, and it is coming from a Democrat, but I found proof uh, about this, about a bill that, that, that ran not too long ago, proposed that caused us a trillion dollars over several years because of, of the outcome of his quote-unquote tax cut bill. So I find it really fucking ridiculous that he would have a problem with this when he's caused such a addition to the debt that we have right now. Joel, how do you feel about all this? Well, I think it's, I mean, to, to do what he decided to do and block this bill, it's kind of a cold, it's very cold. I mean, especially if you lost, if you, I mean, you heard the, 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 the John Stewart thing. And I believe the guy that was with him during that, uh, that that day when he was making his proposal passed away recently, so it makes it even worse that that these guys would just hold back for so long. And these people were heroes that day; uh, they risked their lives uh, literally. And uh, even though if they didn't die that day, they they've been they're sick to the point where their their life is in danger. And and you're seeing it now, like like I said, this guy just recently passed away, and there's others like him. 
uh, that just need the care because it's just not cheap. Healthcare is not cheap in this company. I mean, this country, it's just not. I can speak to that. Like, I got sick last year and I'm still paying bills. I'll be paying forever. It feels like uh, it's, it's just, it's, it just, it's, you can't get sick, girl. You might as well just die because you'd be stuck in debt. And on top of between health over a thousand dollars for a fucking ride to the goddamn yeah. hospital for me for my car accident. A thousand dollars for an ambulance ride. I know, ridiculous. And I have insurance. I have health insurance, and it's still costing me a lot. Me of money. too. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, I can't, it's just, uh, it's not worth getting sick, but, you know, I, it's not like I can choose to get sick or not get sick. It's, it's one of those things, you know? Um, so, yeah, now I got to I gotta deal with that bullshit. Uh, on top of the fact that I have school loans that are up my ass. You know? So it's like one of those things where you're just never going to get out of debt in this country, it seems. It's just, that's why I probably lean towards people that want to relieve me of my debt uh, in any capacity. <laughs> um uh, at least people that talk like they want to, uh, and it's just it's just crazy. It sucks, and uh, so, but when it comes to politics, it's just hard to keep track of what everybody says and what or what they mean, who means what. And I listen to I listen to a fair amount of um, of politics, but even then, I still feel like I know nothing. It's it's kind of it's, it's just hard. <laughs> it's really hard to pick a side sometimes, and it's like I don't want to isolate people from how I feel and I don't want to like emote like what I'm feeling towards you or anything, but it's just how it is. And it's even in, especially in recent days, um, uh, it's just been hard to like, when you disagree with someone, especially in politics, it can get really personal. And I, I try not to get personal. That's so why I try not to bring up politics at all uh, on my page, but like I've actually like not block, but like mute my family sometimes because some people are just fucking ridiculous and they just got to like ignore it. It's just, that's how it's gotten to this day and age. I do agree. And that sucks. You can lose friendships. And I have from people yeah. about talk, talking politically. And usually my thing is, and I, I know it bothers the hell out of certain friends from both sides is I attack both sides <laughs> pretty often. Um, and I call out, you know, maybe maybe my maybe my calling really is stand up, but the thing is, with the political climate, I just don't see that as a, a viable future. Not even to make money, but to even just be able to be myself and talk mm-hmm. comedic stuff about life and have to worry about someone fucking getting offended by it if you say one thing or the other. Um, right. And I and I think I think this 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 should be something that's bipartisan though. This really should not be you know people worried about it. Uh, you know, I'm sure that there's going to be certain stuff said about – I hope it's not about the fucking 9-11 victims because obviously New Yorkers, you're going to assume that they're going to be probably a little bit left-wing, which is honestly is, is, is bullshit. I, I'm from the north, and there's a lot of right-wing and left-wing in Boston. I would assume New York's very similar to that. I don't think yeah. it's just one one way or the other, but that's that's a perception. Right. And if you're going after Jon Stewart, man, I, I really – I have a problem with that. You know, there, there are certain people today that make it their deal that they're, they're uh, whatever, you know, whether it be a Stephen Colbert, they're trying to get their agenda out a bit. Jimmy Kimmel's famous for this every time there's a, you know, a, a shooting. Um, and, and certain aspects, I agree with them. But, you know, for the guy that used to host the man show that made jokes about Chris Benoit killing his family on a roast against Flavor Flav years ago, it's kind of like, I, I don't trust a lot of these motherfuckers. When it came to Jon Stewart, though, Jon Stewart was able to talk to politicians, and actually, whether they be Republican or Democrat, on his show when he was on The Daily Show, 
gained respect. Mm-hmm. Even I will say, Good show. as much as as much as I'm not a fan of them, Bill O'Reilly and him had this relationship where they didn't like each other, but they seemed like they had respect for each other when they would have each other on each show. And that just shows you that John Stewart knows, I think, a fair amount about politics. There's a reason why he didn't jump back into entertainment right after his show was done. He's been much more politically savvy since then. And I don't think he's like some of these uptight Hollywood liberals that are not like Leonardo DiCaprio or, or John Stewart that, you know, they say, oh, I'm so this, I'm so that, but they don't actually contribute anything. And all they are some rich schmuck. And, and really when it comes back to it, you know, they're not really helping things like I said, like a John Stewart or Leonardo DiCaprio or a Dave Grohl or, or certain other guys that put a lot of money and time and efforts into different types of, of, of charity work or whatnot. But uh, John had something to say about Rand, and we'll kind of like end it after this. But Rand Paul presented a tissue paper avoidance of a $1.5 trillion tax cut that added hundreds of billions of dollars to our deficit. And now he stands up at the last minute after 15 years of blood, sweat, and tears from the 9-11 community to say that it's all over now. Now we're going to balance the budget on the backs of 9-11 first responder community. There are some things that they are in trouble putting on their credit card. Um, that was John's uh, response to it. I think that this will get passed. I don't think that's a situation I understand of trying to figure out a way to, <laughs> to, uh, to, to fund it. But out of all the stupid things, we're fucking spending state taxes. Instead of just having you know, companies build themselves and go pay employees – and, and, and add to an economy to go fix roads. We're, we're giving taxes for state, and they don't even fucking do that. And we're wondering what happens to the state taxes that we gave you. And then we go to a larger level like this. It's like if there's certain things that I'm going to spend fucking money, I don't have a problem with this being one of them. And I don't think a lot of Americans do because we all lived 9-11. So whether or not mm-hmm. he had good interests, I think Rand, Rand Paul's kind of a fucking asshole. And I think it's sad because I was such a big, uh, you know, such a big fan of his, his, his father, Ron Paul, that maybe, you know, since Ron Paul uh, gives birth, he's a, whatever one of those doctors is that, that, that you know, uh, that delivers children, he should shove Rand Paul yeah. back up in his mother. That's what I think. Um, but what did, any closing no. statements before we move on, Joel? Sorry for giving you that like uh, ending. No, it's fine. No, I have nothing. It's, it's just, like you said, this should kind of this, this kind of stuff should definitely be bipartisan. Some things are as plain as black and white. Some things are just good and bad, and and like it's, it's not a political thing. It's just good or bad. Like, like denying these people uh, health care, uh, at least affordable health care, is this is not right. I mean, for what they did for us, they deserve better. I agree. All right, let's move on. Um, another thing that happened last week is everyone is scared that Russia has infiltrated our cell phone through what? Some type of, of, <laughs> of spyware that's going to take over all of our credit card information? No. What they're doing Ooh. is since – since every company in the U.S. obviously is connected to the U.S. government, everyone in Russia, big or small, are obviously connected to the Kremlin and, and Vladimir Putin. So what I'm trying to fucking say is uh, the, the, the Face app that everyone's using to find out, which is very, very creepy, by the way, uh, you, know, yeah. makes, you, you can find out 
how old you are. You can find out how young you are if you pay for the service. You can do a lot of different types of, of things to photos. So it's kind of like a an advanced um, Photoshop, I guess, like, uh, you know, uh, Instagram, I guess. Like, it, there's a lot of things that you can do with it. The older thing is what all of us are using it. The reason why I think it's creepy, I took a picture of John Lennon in 1980, right before he passed away. I took a picture of George Harrison, also in 1980. He passed away in the 90s because of cancer. And I went, did the app, saw how old they were, posted on Facebook. And my, my, uh, my Aunt Debbie, her, her, uh, her brother, Michael, is a huge fan of uh, the Beatles. And he said, what you should do to see how, if this is real or not, you should take a picture of Paul McCartney from 1980 and see what it looks like, and my God, Paul is a vegan, but very fucking similar. So this thing is very <laughs> on the nose. Um, I did, a, I had a blast with it. A lot of people had a blast, and I saw a lot of people freaking the fuck out with, "You shouldn't be doing this." You know, it's a Russian company, and and they're they're giving all the information. The Russia now has your photos. They have your photos and your name. By the way. They were saying this on a social media platform called Facebook, which has your name, your, fa- your fucking photos from the last however many years that you've had it, plus information, sometimes your address and your fucking phone number, which I do not do, but I'm just saying a lot of fucking people do that. Um, Joelle, I don't know what side you sit on this whole entire thing. I think people are fucking crazy. Uh, you. And did you see how old you looked? I did see all of them. They look terrible. So I have to avoid uh, that the end result as much as possible. At least it's putting me on the right track now. <laughs> I don't know why it gave me a mustache. <laughs> I never plan on growing a singular mustache in my entire life. But apparently I grow one in the future. Uh, bad idea, me. Don't do it. Um, I think you look sexy with a stash. <laughs> it looks sexy. Absolutely terrible. Um, but yeah, it's kind of creepy how accurate it does look. I'm like, wow, whoa. There, some of these pictures look legit too. Like you see some of these old pictures, like, they look like they actually aged them. Like I don't know what kind of technology that is. That's pretty advanced fucking shit. Um, but the whole thing with the Russians and shit, like unless they're stealing shit from me, I give a fuck what they get into because I really have nothing to hide. <laughs> unless it's my fucking credit card information, then I have issues. But like. No, aside from that, I don't really give a fuck. They got, are they going to influence my what I think? I doubt it. I'm not that easily influenced. So I, I don't know. Uh, in terms of that, I don't really care. If they have a fun little device or a fun, uh, a powerful fun device uh, app uh, that it's weirdly works super effectively. I agree with you, and I just like I said, I find it so ridiculous that people are complaining about this. What, like, I'm not, maybe she will listen to us. I don't think so. Uh, friend of mine I haven't seen in years, very lovely individual. Um, she was, she was concerned. Um, I noticed maybe she thought it was, I don't know, like giving her shit. Cause she had posted something about it. Uh, very worried. Um, and I didn't see that, but I post my sarcastic ass comment on Facebook. That was pretty much like a, a statement, very similar to what I said earlier. And she said, in a roundabout way, well, no, she said this directly. She said a bunch of stuff, and at the end of it, she said, I don't know, maybe some people care. And I said, I care. I just care about shit that you should worry about. You know, I'm more worried about the U.S. government pertaining information than some fucking Russian company giving it to the Kremlin. I'm sorry, but I'm pretty yeah. sure the U.S. government 
probably have documented not only my picture, my face, my social security, everything that normally they would oh, have, yeah. but also they my phone have. number, my debit card number, all that type of stuff. Right. So, uh, you know what? Fuck it at this point. But I thought that was funny, and um, I'm going to leave the last article of news by asking you, Joel, before we move on to Comic-Con, what do you think is dumber between the obsession with Area 51 and uh, the obsession with the small, angry uh, uh, New Yorker uh, that wanted a bagel um, and is striving to get attention <laughs> online? What, what, what do you think is stupider within the U.S. that we're fucking uh, talking about between those two? I think uh, Bagel Napoleon is stupider, <laughs> if we're going to be honest. Uh, I'm not sure why uh, that became such a popular thing. Um, I saw the video. He was a dick. Uh, yes, I think he has a short man complex, a Napoleon complex. Uh, but I don't know why he needed to be more famous than that. Uh, he got by a little quick, and he started obviously getting really famous off of it. Hey, good for him. But like, I'm really more intrigued by the Area 51 thing. I really would love to see people try get into the Area 51 and get shot at. Because that's what's going to happen. You have to understand. You're going to get shot at. They're not going to let you in. I don't give a fuck. They, they, yes, they can stop all of you if they really wanted to. <laughs> hey, here's the funny thing about that. If you're going to if you're going to do something, all right, all right, say that, that you tell your sister, hey, I'm going to come over and steal all your oranges because I know exactly where they are. She's probably going to fucking put her oranges in a different place. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for and not only that, it was 1969, I believe, was the Roswell thing. So, mm-hmm. or 1960, I think, actually. So, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. if anything's there, do you think it's still there? Whatever. You're right. If they do that, people are probably going to get shot or arrested at least, and then there's going to be a big mm-hmm. deal, and then there's going to then they're going to fucking yell at the government like, oh my god, the government shot tear gas at a bunch of people. At Area 51, and then and then mm-hmm. somehow, you know, in in in, in New Mexico in the desert, and Tifa is going to be there. There might be a little bit of Ku Klux Klan, and then I say, why don't we just bomb the whole fucking thing at that point? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. Anyways, but I thought that was ridiculous. Here's my thing and my ending towards it. How about instead of invading Area 51, you motherfuckers get a life and invade a animal shelter and get a cat or a dog since a lot of them are dying and fucking shit. And why don't we stop making fucking people famous that don't deserve it? Everyone was pissed off about the Chewbacca mom who made a funny video and then they gave her a bunch of free yeah. shit. Oh, she doesn't deserve it. But you just made this asshole that was racist and fucking sexist and other videos that he has viral fucking more famous where he didn't goddamn deserve it at all. So thank you, America, oh, right. for doing stupid shit once again. Ah, God. And you know what really grinds my gears? Um, what up? Okay, well, we're not going to have a Joe Kalina. Uh, Joe, if you listen to us, this is where I call you an asshole on air. I'm just kidding. It's okay, man. I understand. No big <laughs> deal. But he just let me know via message he wasn't going to make it. Hey, he does real estate, you know? Shit out. Uh, I, I, have, I have Joel to help me out right now. So that's all that matters. That's, that's but – um. You know, by the way, I listened to I listened to Geek Vibes Live last night. They broke down um, the MCU specifically, and uh, we're going to do that. But you guys didn't get a chance to talk about some of the awesome trailers uh, that were mm-hmm. out there, and I kind of wanted to go over uh, some of them with you. So let's sure. do that, actually. Let's do it. All right, the first one we got to break down is It Part 2. 
Um, mm. Holy fucking shit, Joel. God, there is a reason why clowns scare the crap out of me. I think that's why I'm fascinated <laughs> with Bray Wyatt's new character, The Fiend. Uh, he, me too. You know, he definitely based that off of Pennywise and Joker, I believe. There's no way that he didn't. But, uh, yeah, this movie looks terribly haunting. Um, that that uh, funhouse scene where he's in the mirrors, fucking scary yeah. shit. As soon as – that, that's like um, – is it us? It's like whatever, whatever you go to a funhouse, yeah. just don't do it. Oh, it just like don't that. do it. Just don't go into fucking old-school creepy-looking funhouses at carnivals. It just always is a bad idea. Especially, you know, if you have a past situation where this fucking happened. Um, I also like that one part where it looks like it's going to do more of that and go um, where it's like the three, scare, the three doors and one's like, don't go in, really scary, yeah. extremely scary, or something like that. Like, oh, God. And then it, it, it seems like we're going to delve into, especially with that scene last time, um, you know, with with the actual breakdown of Pennywise's origin, uh, you know, there's one scene where you see, uh, oh God, I can't remember the actor that plays him, uh, Ben Skarsgård, um, you know, putting putting on the makeup, putting on the makeup and kind of like peeling it off his face. So I'm wondering if we're going to find out, you know, based on that one scene with Jessica Chastain that we saw before, you know, what happened, where Pennywise came from, something that really the the movie, probably the book, no, I don't read that much. Uh, explains, but the movie, mm-hmm. the original one, uh, with Tim Curry, did not. So I, I find that interesting. What did you find uh, appealing from this trailer for It, Joel? Uh, I want to apologize ahead of time because you, you might hear stuff in the background. It is pouring in my side of uh, the country. <laughs> uh, it's a thunderstorm, lightning, it's a mini hurricane going outside. Um, anyway, hey, you guys, um, you guys just got over a uh, heat wave, so you know, fucking enjoy the rain. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, it has been fucking hot. Though. I'm not gonna lie, it's been crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, look, I've always been a fan of the it series. Uh, loved the first movie. I loved the Tim Curry one. Uh, nothing scared me more as a child than it. And mainly because of that one scene where he came out of the fucking drain. I never could shower the same again after that. I'm like, once you can get into the bathroom through the drain, you got me. I was just, I'm like, where am I going to go? I can't hide anywhere. It fucked me up as a kid. Anyway, this trailer looks really good. I, I had a really good time with it. I, I love seeing this. I am looking forward, like, even as I watched the last one, I was really looking forward to seeing how the adult versions were, were going to be handled. And it looks like, they're good. Like they look, they they know what they're doing. I, I love James McAvoy and pretty much anything. He looks like he's gonna do just fine in this movie. Just get chest in. It's great in this movie. Um, Pennywise is is uh, they're definitely doing things a little differently in this movie than the old one. Uh, obviously, because this is probably more based off of the books. And I'm not really, I never read the books, so this will probably be all new to me. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm really just going in kind of semi blind and hopefully uh, enjoying it as much or more than the last one. Yeah, man, and, and Killer Cast, man. I mean, I'm looking forward to the other guys, but I think they perfectly cast with, like you said, James McAvoy, and then Jessica Chastain, and also Bill Hader as Richie as an adult. Oh Richie. yeah, he's gonna Bill be Hader, funny. Yeah. He's gonna oh, he's yeah. gonna be hilarious because For Will sure. did him great as the younger version, and I love that we're gonna he see did. them still young and finish them as being kids together, and then have the adults. I don't know if they're gonna go back and forth or whatever, but. I, I'm really looking forward to this movie. Um, 
I just think that they do it really well. Uh, another horror announcement, they didn't have a trailer or anything like that, but I thought it was pretty important to bring up. We're getting a Halloween 2 and 3. They're, they're filming them back-to-back, and they're going to release them next year and the year after that. Uh, awesome if you're a Halloween fan that we get such a definitive, you know, uh, yeah. four movies uh, going back to the original ones from 1970. I still, you can still kind of, I, I understand a lot of fans of, the, of uh, Halloween 2. You can kind of still twine that in if you want, but probably not. But then the newer one and then the two sequels after that, uh, are you looking forward to the new Halloween movies coming out? Yes, uh, I'd be very. I'd be lying to you completely if I said no. Uh, the fact that there's two of them and they're back to back, I'm very intrigued as to where the fuck the story is going. Because you're basically saying it's not over after the second one. You're giving away. Are you giving away the ending? Because I, I don't know. I, I, I guess you kind of you could have kind of ended it in the last one. And I liked the last one a lot. I really enjoyed the last Halloween. I had the old school. I, I know some people die. didn't like it. I don't know. That's the thing. They kind of they they kind of grounded him, but then they kind of didn't because he was still kind of old well, school. Michael Myers. You know what I love? He doesn't feel pain. What? I love how Danny McBride. I don't know if it was Danny McBride or the the producer that he's working with on this said that they didn't want to use mm-hmm. the main reason why they didn't want to use Halloween two is because of the brother sister connection. They wanted to take that out. But the other reason was right. obviously Michael gets shot four times and he's lit on fire to then make the new movie where he's shot like four or five times and lit on fire. And he still survives that. So whatever. Yeah. I still love the second one, but I'm just saying that that's kind of a pothole issue. But, hey, I'm still down. Are you still down? No, yeah. Yeah, this is totally down. I think it's called Halloween Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, something like that. I think those are the last two. Or the next, wow, next two. <laughs> Jesus. That's some thunder. Shit, we'll be talking about some thunder later on with the new Thor movie, but until then, let's Woo! go over our next trailer. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Man, this is a movie I really didn't know I needed until I saw the damn trailer, but I was blown the fuck away uh, to find out, yes, Tom Cruise is flying a majority of the time in the movie. He actually went to pilot school, learned how to fucking get really good at a jet. That is him, and yes, he is crazy. I love Ed Harris, whatever they add him to, always a good idea for me. Uh, it seems like Tom, within this, when Ed's talking to him, he won't move on. He could be second corporal, he says, but he won't move on from captain. He feels like that's his place. Um, and I want to know what happened. Val Kilmer's coming back. We know he's in this. Uh, we know he's gone through mm-hmm. quite a transformation. He was heavy set a little Ooh. bit. Uh, he did have cancer at one point, throat cancer. I know yeah. that he's lost a yeah. shit ton of weight. There's a funeral mm-hmm. in that trailer. We don't see the Iceman, but we know he's in that movie. I don't know if that's alluding to anything. Maybe that's looking into it too mm-hmm. much. And my last note that I put for this uh, before I pass it to you, Joel, is Hal Jordan, question mark. Uh, what did you think about this trailer? Um, it, was, uh, it was very nostalgic. Uh, I thought it was very good. Um, I, 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 got, I had the feels as I watched it. And when, as soon as the music started playing, it got me. It got me pretty damn good. I was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah, exactly. As soon as that played, I was like, I'm in, all in. Uh, I liked the original Top Gun a lot. Um, <clears throat> one of the, my favorite 80s movies. Um, but I didn't know if I needed a sequel. <laughs> I definitely did. Actually, I know I didn't uh, need a sequel. But uh, if they're willing to give it to me and they, they do it justice, I'm willing to receive whatever they give me. I'm not usually... 
uh, picky when it comes to uh, sequels or remakes or stuff like that. As long as it's good, I'm down. If not, I always have the original, so I'm not super picky about it. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the best way to be about this. Um, So I know that – I know Miles Teller is in it, and there was a rumor for a while that he was playing the son of Goose, and he was going to be like – it seems like there's a lot of – the way they're doing this movie is very similar to what they did with Creed compared to the Rocky series of trying to make a very, very serious sequel years later and see if they can delve off a couple more movies based off this franchise – uh, but right. ah, Jennifer Conley, man, she still looks fucking incredible. Um, and the cast they have, I mean, I know John, John Hamm's in it, Ed Harris is in it, Val Kilmer's in it. Uh, it's a very, very impressive cast, and uh, I'm looking forward to the concept. Like I said, though, should Tom Cruise play Hal Jordan? Yes, especially after that trailer. I don't know why. I'm like, yes, yes, he should. <laughs> Oh, that's a, dude, when he puts on the bomber jacket, like, dude, I've seen Top Gun a million times. And still I was like, how? <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Oh. Yep, me too. All right, well, another thing I'm totally in for is a reboot, quote-unquote. You didn't see what I just did with my fingers. But uh, the Jane Silent Bob <laughs> reboot. <laughs> so with the plot of the movie, uh, Jane Silent Bob Straight Back, they made a movie uh, over 10 years ago uh, where in the film, Jane and Silent Bob are trying to stop a film of them, of their char- their superhero characters, Bluntman and Chronic, from getting made. So now in this movie, Hollywood's making a reboot of that movie, so of course, Jane Silent Bob hated that movie, and they're trying to stop this one from getting made. Hilarity ensues. Uh, it's, it starts off of them doing that goddamn Silence of the Lambs scene where they did in Clerks 2, where <laughs> fucking Jason Muse has to have his thing between his legs, and he's doing the, would you fuck me, I'd fuck me, that whole thing. Um, so it just gives you off really quick how this is going to be. It looks like Holly Quinn Smith, uh, Jay, or uh, Silent Bob's daughter, Kevin Smith's daughter is uh, Jay's daughter in this, and she's a main part of the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, star-studded as hell. I saw a billion different people that I know, uh, and it looks mm-hmm. like he's going to connect some of the other movies, like we're going to see Rosario Dawson. So I wonder if that's with Dante and what happened after Clerks 2, if we're going to like tie and stuff like that. My favorite thing is having other stoner people in there, either the scene with Method Man and Red Man, where they're all in the uh, the van together uh, with Method Man, Red Man, James and Bob. That's fucking amazing. Smoking and talking. And then at the end, Tommy Chong smoking, uh, you know, I forgot what, he, what yeah. statement he makes. This movie looks fucking hilarious. Up if you're smoke. not down, yeah, exactly. If you're not down because of the trailer, Joel, I, I, I'm assuming that the first one probably wasn't for you. But I loved James Silent Bob Strike Back. I know that's that that fuck fuck song at the beginning of it. If you understand what I'm saying, by heart, mm-hmm. every single word, even though they were just cuss words. Either way, what are you? <laughs> are, are you excited about this? And and seeing yeah. Kevin Smith come back to the James Silent Bob realm. Yes, especially the new Svelte Kevin Smith. I'm very happy that uh, he's got to do what he wanted. It looks like it's going to be pretty damn good. I'm really excited for, uh, for to see Jay and Silent Bob come back. If you're into Jay and Silent Bob, there's a good chance this movie is fucking for you. Uh, it looks like everybody's in it. Uh, we got some surprise appearances by, like you said, a whole bunch of guest stars. 
Uh, the new Blunt Man in Chronic will be played by uh, Melissa, Melissa Benoist, uh, who will play Supergirl. Chronic, right? I think it's, yeah, Supergirl, who uh, will be playing Chronic, the new Chronic. Uh, and uh, Blunt Man will be played by uh, Val Kilmer underneath that mask. So interesting shit. And you got uh, Ben Affleck and fucking Matt Damon coming back. It's just, I mean, it, it's going to be fun. There's going to probably be a whole bunch of cameos you don't expect. And it's just going to, again, it's going to be one of those stupid, funny movies, but that's Kevin Smith for you. Yeah, you can't take him too seriously because he doesn't take himself too seriously. And that's a good thing. I love Correct. Kevin Smith. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I got to admit, this next movie, uh, I got to be looking forward to, I think, a little bit more so than any of the other movies. Maybe it, mm-hmm. maybe it fights with it, but Terminator, Dark Fate. I know, Dan. Yeah. I know what you're saying. We've had so many Terminator movies after T2, and they fucking suck. <laughs> well, luckily, Tim Miller came up to James Cameron, very similar to what Danny McBride did with John Carpenter for the Halloween movie, and said, hey, John, why don't we just say fuck every movie after T2 and make a sequel to the Terminator franchise? And James Cameron says, you know what? I'm more on than I have been in a while. Now, remember, James Cameron told us blatant lie, Terminator, Jenny Smith, or Genesis, or whatever the fuck it was called, was good. Mm-hmm. Actually, he raved about it. But apparently he has more involvement with this movie. But what we do know is Ed Furlong's coming back. Um, and if you Crazy. want to hear a wonderful, wonderful um, parody song of Everlong that I do from the Foo Fighters, I have an Ed Furlong um, song. Um, never mind, that was a terrible joke. Uh, but... Arnie's coming back. Linda Hamilton's coming back. <laughs> Trailer was awesome. I love the uh, song uh, I'm the Hunter from Bjork, but like done uh, with that male's voice, a little more metal and menacing. I thought that was awesome. Right. I loved the coming coming in, which the last trailer did not, but having a little bit of the da 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 within there, very important. Uh, Sarah Connor looks like a fucking badass. I love how she like, she, she uh, whatever that is, like the T-million, I don't know. Now he can like, reproduce himself and copy himself and, and, and whatever, but she, like, hits him with, like, two, like, like a bunch of bullets and then fucking just mm-hmm. nails him with a rocket launcher right at the end. Thought it was awesome. That plane scene looks nuts. I'm glad Arnold's back. How old is Arnold? I had to look that up. He's 71 fucking years old. How the hell does him and Sylvester Stallone look so good in their 70s? I have no clue. But this movie looks nuts. I hope it's good. I've said that for T3. I've said that for Salvation. I've said that for Jenny Smith. They've all sucked. Please give us a good Terminator movie. I love Miller. I thought what he did with Deadpool 1 and 2 were great. I hope he has success mm-hmm. with this. What did you think for the trailer? Because i got to admit to you, Joel, I didn't like the first one. This one got me really pumped for the movie, though. Uh, I didn't even know it was a trailer. I thought it was just a featurette. I saw a featurette. Um so, uh, like, from what I remember the trailer and from what I saw in the featurette, uh, I like what I see. I really do. Um, I don't know what to make of the whole story or what what they're planning, but, you know, I actually didn't hate Gen- uh, Genesis. Uh, I thought it just had it had issues, but, it, I mean, overall, I actually didn't. I thought I was going to dislike it, but it actually was not that bad. But this one looks better, honestly. This one has, like, literally everybody from T2 uh, with the furlong coming back and then the Hamilton. And it has a lot of – again, this movie probably hits a lot of the nostalgia buttons. And as long as it has that theme song, I'm in. <laughs> cut, 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 cut. 
Yeah, I agree with you. All right, last trailer is actually a television show that's coming out on HBO. I've been hearing about this one Woo. for a long time. The Watchmen show looks fucking oh, awesome. Yeah. It looks like it's it looks like it's going to be post movie, but it also looks like they're still doing stuff cinematically that's very uh, what you call it, Zack Snyder esque. So it's still going to have mm-hmm. that feel and that flow. Um, so cops are now kind of superheroes, or at least they're they're not revealing their identity because now there's like a, maybe like a Rorschach army, but they're they're uh, mm-hmm. they're tainted in, in in their views. Like they think they're doing the right thing, but I don't even think that right. Rorschach would be happy about what they're doing. And so cops are getting right. killed. They're trying to block their identity so no one knows. Uh, you know, Rashada Jones looks, or Rashida Jones, I should say, she looks awesome in this. I'm really excited about her character. There's some type of conspiracy going on. I want to know who that old man is in the the uh, wheelchair, and if he's the same guy, yeah. he claims to be Dr. Manhattan. Is he the same guy at the end of it that has blue hands? Yeah. Is that Dr. Manhattan? Are we going to get the All same right. actor that played him, Billy Crudup? Ah. Like, what is going on? And uh, Jeremy Irons, is is he a villain? Is he is he is he associated with Ozymandias? Like, what what exactly is going on? In this trailer, so many questions, but that's a good thing. Yeah, and it looks fucking awesome. What do you think about it, Joel? Uh, I was, I loved it. I loved every bit of it. And uh, now with Game of Thrones gone, we need something to hold us off on HBO. And there's there's a lot of contenders, but I think, and I really hope it turns out to be Watchmen because that trailer was awesome. Uh, yes, uh, we got to see it. They teased uh, Doctor Manhattan. Uh, we got a little bit of uh, the owl, the owl move. Oh, I forget what he calls it. That, that night owl or whatever his name is. Uh, his vehicle. They, they show that. Uh, they got. We got. Obviously, I do think um, uh, Jeremy Irons is playing Ozymandias, like an older Ozymandias. So I mean, there's just so much we don't know, and I don't want to know until we see the show. But I, I, I like the the whole fucking. Warshak Colt, that makes so much sense because, you know, Warshak was whacked out of his gorge, and I love fucking Warshak. <laughs> but it, I can definitely see some type of uh, him becoming some type of cult like figure without actually wanting to be one. He'd probably want to kill all those guys <laughs> after after a while. Um, but I, I just, I'm so excited to see where they take this modern day interpretation of the Watchmen and, and, and what kind of message it, it ends up give, giving us. Yeah, and that is the question: is what's going to be, you know, ultimately the message, and uh, it's going to be very daunting for them to try to make a sequel to the movie that's based on the comic book, because I know it was very hard mm-hmm. for DC to make a sequel off the comic books themselves, and a lot of fans weren't for happy sure. with it. Here's the thing: very similar to what a lot of us are hoping it replaces with Game of Thrones, there's still going to be people that are going to be like. This isn't like the source material. Here's X, Y, and Z. And to those right. people, just wait, just wait until the last season for the last three episodes to not do everything that you wanted and then bitch about it constantly and try to make a petition to get HBO to remake it because that will happen, and you'll be happy whatever version of Watchmen they make. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Off. Uh, <laughs> that's what I really think. Sorry. Uh, I'm still going to campaign that. Regardless is if they didn't do it to the best extent of it, I hate to say this, Game of Thrones is still one of the best series start to finish out of any For series, sure. period, down. of television. And you yep. can be a whiny little bitch about it all you want, but ain't going to change shit. Right. Hands down. Oh, wait, did you see uh, the Witcher trailer? That was fucking cool, too. 
Now, now the thing is, the reason why I didn't comment, but if you want to smarten me up, I just I've never played the video game series. It looks awesome. Oh, okay. The trailer was really cool. I love Henry Cavill. What should people be excited about if they don't know much about it? And what are you fans of the series excited about with it? Well, I'm I'm still new to it myself. I just started playing it like like a couple months ago. I'm not very far in it because I just I'm just more busy nowadays than I used to be. Uh, but I like everything I've gotten you know to do in it, and it's basically uh, it's based on like Polish um, mythology, I guess. I think it, it takes place in, and he's basically a monster hunter, a witch hunter. Uh, then the witch hunters, uh, they're like almost like bounty hunters. They'll do it for money, uh, and they kind of have powers. Um, they don't have full magic powers. They have like like limited magic powers. They have the, his hair is white, his eyes are yellow. Um, I, I, but that's basically the the bulk of it. He's just basically a bounty hunter that, that hunts monsters. Uh, and yeah, from that trailer alone, Henry Cavill looks like he's super jacked and ready to fucking play a younger version of Geralt because the one that people will probably know are from the the more recent game, which is Part Three, and he's a little bit older and more seasoned. And it looks like the 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 show at least is going to take place a little bit before that. So you'll see a younger version. And they, they they age slowly, too, so who knows exactly where it takes place. But it looks like it is a younger version of Geralt, of the, the White Wolf. The White Wolf. Hey, I'm I'm down, man. I mean, it looks definitely interesting. And, I mean, we were just talking about maybe I should go back and watch Vikings or something. Uh, but definitely Ooh. not having um, – Game of Thrones around, I'm going to miss that sword and sandals style thing. Very much yeah, what happened sure. after, after I finished uh, Spartacus. You know, I kind of missed that, yes. that concept kind of Game of Thrones. Filled that Spartacus void. So good. So maybe this, even though there's a lot of more mystical elements, maybe it will still be mm-hmm. very similar. I mean, we're about to get a Game of Thrones prequel and also Lord of the Rings. So I'm sure that if you're a fan ah, of that mm-hmm. style, all three mm-hmm. of those will help you out. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, definitely interested. But a lot of good trailers, man. And uh, there was something else that happened, too. Um, I think Marvel oh, had yeah. like, their panel Saturday night, I, I'm pretty sure, Joel. Mm, uh, I think but, so. uh, yeah, well, first of all, we should uh, discuss, because Kevin Feige announced it. I think the Russo brothers did before that. Avengers Endgame has now beaten Avatar for the number one grossing yeah. movie of all time. Worldwide. Woo, woo. But Dave, if you said inflation, Avatar would still beat it. And if you think about it, Gate, uh, uh, a guy with the wind is the number one. Thank you very much, angry internet fan. I appreciate you trying to tell me that shit. Guess what? I don't give a fuck. Because statistically, based on how the economy is, period, right now, this one won. So good job to you. And then we have angry fans from the Avatar series that probably are proclaiming that, you know, this, well, this one needed to go back or stay in theaters and be able to do it. Your movie went back to theaters twice, so shut the fuck up and know your knowledge. Sorry. I'm sick of this. <laughs> I, I love James Cameron. Titanic is one of my favorite movies from him. Avatar has never been that. I saw it one time in theaters. I was high as hell. The 3D concept was cool. I was over it afterwards. Not saying it was a bad movie. Didn't think it should be nominated for a fucking Oscar. I don't even remember if it won. If it did, then just my, my brain's even more blown. Um, but I didn't think it should have, should have gotten nominated. I, I did think I was one of those assholes that was like, huh, Fern Gully, Dance with Wolves, gotcha, whatever. Um, but it was a very, very amazingly big movie that I think made a lot of money 
because it was during a downtime, um, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, during the winter time where it didn't have a lot of competition. Right. And, and they gave this brand new concept that they've been working on that ended up being horrible for cinema called 3D Vision uh, oh. available. So it was a part of a, a, a concept of people wanting to see the new 3D movie. You can see it in 3D. And then shortly after that, they would do a lot of terrible movies like that, like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, and lots of films yeah. that would go into the 3D direction. Avatar made it popular. Yeah. Good for them. I don't give a fuck. James Cameron still has two films on that top five, but number five and number one go to the Russo brothers with Endgame and Infinity War. So the Russo brothers are going to fight James Cameron in a cage 50 million below the, the sea level uh, that James Cameron designed. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. anyways, I don't give a fuck. Avengers Endgame. Ten thumbs up. What do you think, Joel, about this uh, groundbreaking moment for Marvel and Avengers? I'm super proud of them. Uh, oh, and for the record, yeah, I'm not a big fan of 3D myself, but I will say Dread in 3D was pretty good. That's one of my probably the best usage of 3D was in Dread. I want to say that. Uh, I don't like 3D either, so I, that's saying something. Um, but yeah, fucking Endgame. Um, I'm very. I'm just happy to be a part of that. <laughs> that crowd. Don't get me wrong. I did see Avatar too, but I guess I did add to that total. <laughs> uh, uh, and I did years ago, and I did like Avatar. I didn't really love it, but I did like it. It was pretty good. It was a very pretty, pretty movie. Uh, but Endgame, man, I, it just makes it feel like it was worth it. You know, we've been with these movies since what 2012 or some shit, 2008 or whatever. Uh, and it's like it's it's just like the culmination of all our years. Uh, and it, it it deserved to be at the end. Like, you don't do what they did and not be the the biggest movie of all time. Endgame had to be the biggest movie of all time. It just it kind of felt like it needed to be, and now it is. And uh, for it to get to, to to be taken off that mantle, hopefully it'll take a while, uh, unless it's probably uh, it, it gets eaten by itself by another Marvel movie or another comic book type of movie. I I agree, man. And I mean, I did contribute towards the Avatar fund. Um, I'm just saying, you know, I, I think people really put that movie very highly and I just don't get it personally. I thought it was a fine film, but you know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say, I think, I think something like, um, what was the one with Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise, uh, well, was yeah, a better like fucking sci- new, new age sci-fi film. What the? Yeah. It's got like six fucking names for it. So, you know, yeah. bear with me. Yeah. I'll just close, I'll close this out with the statement that was changed, but it was what Thanos said to James Cameron. Um, in all my 22 films of conquest, it was never personal. But now, what I'm about to do to your annoying, overrated movie, I'm going to enjoy. And then he rips the fucking, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, sorry. And yeah, for people that would be like, well, it took 22 films to build up to this. That's the reason why I'm... Whatever. Your movie needed a gimmick. So yeah, I will put Avatar against the Avengers. And if you want to fight me, find me at Dane Alves at Twitter because I don't go there at all. There you go. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the MCU uh, and and, and uh, just get cracking this, man. Um, Do it. So the start of, start of it, Kevin Feige comes out. Uh, you know, he, he's all excited. He's all razzle-dazzled. Um, and he brings out, uh, you know, the first movie that he announces is The Eternals. Uh, mm-hmm. And it will come out November 6, 2020. And mm-hmm. he brought out the cast, which he has Angelina Jolie as Thena, 
Richard Madden as Icarus, uh, Kamal uh, Nujani. There's no one. I think that you actually have some of these don't have the uh, the cast uh, next to them. But Brian yeah, Kingo, uh, Tyree. Yeah, that's right. Brian Tyree Henry, Salma Hayek as Ajax, Leah McHugh and Don Lee as Gilgamesh, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chloe uh, Zhao is directing the film. And he mm-hmm. describes it as full-on Jack Kirby. Um, and basically, the way that they were trying to, like, presume it is that this is going to be, like, a very much like an old-school throwback movie to old cinema of where the epic scale, like in the Ten Commandments or even, like, a Casablanca, you could tell that tone throughout it. I mean, these are about gods that, you know, the humans in the MCU probably think are the Greek gods. Uh, but they're actually much more advanced and much and, and more of an alien race right. that we just don't know about. Uh, obviously, missing from some of the characters that they they uh, introduced, uh, Zeres, who's kind of like the 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 Zeus, if you will, within there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I actually now that I think about it, I don't know if uh, not Steppenwolf, but if Star Fox is actually Eternal or if he's actually just from Titan. But he is Eternal. Uh, a lot, of, yeah. So okay, was, so that's another so one. Yeah, because Thanos was is that? a deviant too. Like he's an eternal deviant type as well. Their, their eternals are from a different planet. It's it's, it's weird. They're like cousins, honestly. So Mentor would be considered an eternal then. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, Cersei, obviously, a lot of people want to know where she is because she's a she becomes a huge member of the Avengers. Uh, we know her for the '90s run, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then uh, probably Hercules, which a lot of people speculated was going to be a part of this. There was rumors that Luke Evans mm-hmm. playing him. Regardless, we have Icarus. Uh, I'm pretty sure they confirmed that he is an LGBT character, and then Richard Madden's playing him. Uh, which Richard Madden's a great actor. I've definitely think, thought of him for Batman and Wolverine, but getting him to play Icarus is is a good actor, I think, to play the role. Uh, they got Selma Hayek, Angelina Jolie. Got a great cast. I know they changed some stuff with Sprite, um, and uh, how do you pronounce it? Mockery? He's like basically the yeah, it is version of the Flash, uh, yeah. which is Mercury, Mockery, whatever. It's, it's the same type of thing. They're like a technological version of, or a technologically advanced version of the Greek gods, if you will. So they're not in togas, they're in fucking futuristic shit. Either way, mm-hmm. this is going to come around, I'm assuming, Avery DuVernay's new gods, and I'm wondering which one's going to look more unique in tone, either, you know, doesn't matter. What do you think about the casting? Are you excited about Eternals? What do you got, Joel? Am I excited? I, yes, I'm excited about Eternals. Um, but also, like, I just want to know more. <laughs> you know, because I know they are basically, um, insp- I'm, I'm thinking this version of the Eternals will be inspiration for the Greek gods on Earth. Uh, like you were saying earlier, like a character like Zeus is, is basically Zeus uh, in in their eyes. Um, he hasn't been casted yet, but I do believe we'll eventually get Zeus. Uh, Icarus, Athena, uh, Kingo, Fastos, Mockery. Mockery is Mercury. Fastos is Hephaestus. So, I mean, there's just different uh, characters that are inspirations for the gods. So that's how I kind of feel like they're going to they're gonna probably get that direction. I guess Athena is Athena. Athena. Same yep, thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that we do have these characters that are inspirations for the, the Greek gods of, of our mythology. So I think that's kind of where the direction of that is going. 
I don't think they've officially announced that Icarus is the LGBTQ character. Uh, they did say that there is an LGBTQ lead, but I don't know if they've announced which one that one is yet or if they even cast it yet, because I know for a fact they gender-bent Mockery. Mockery will be played by um, Lauren Ridloff, and she's deaf. So she's a, a woman of color and deaf. So they they said that they went in a completely different direction with Mockery in this movie, but that's, that's fine. We, <laughs> that's pretty cool. We're going to have a, a deaf speedster. That's pretty cool. Um, did you? I don't know if you got to see a picture of uh, Kamil Nanjani from last night. Uh, I mean, from Saturday, but he looks huge. Uh, and um, really? Kingo in the comics. Yeah, did you not see him? He looks huge. No. It's crazy how much. He, yeah, he got in shape. He, he definitely looks uh, like he's been uh, lifting weights. Um, let's see if I find a picture for you. But yeah, Kingo in the comics kind of looks like a samurai and shit. I'm not sure if they're gonna go that direction because. Why wouldn't you just cast a Japanese actor if you were going to do that? So maybe they go in a different type of warrior look for this. But I'm willing to go whatever direction they want because they're obviously going to do their own thing in the movies with the Eternals. And hopefully we hear more. Hopefully they do in, um, include uh, Hercules and Star Fox. And we've heard rumors of maybe a young Thanos. So, I'm, I mean, Eternals is going to be fucking crazy, and I can't wait. And if they're going to go full Jack Kirby, I'm so down. So, I, I'm, I'm excited. I am really excited about it. You know, I'd have to say, though, saying full Jack Kirby is a very scary thing to say, and I heard Ava DuVernay say the same <laughs> thing about New Gods. This would have turned oh, old. <laughs> Just be careful about saying that. That's, that's all I have to say. Uh, it's you true. Know, that's, that's, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, But yeah. it, it, it sounds fucking awesome. Uh, after that, we yeah. had... Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So basically what was uh, showed with this is that the Phase 4 itself is going to involve um, the television shows, or or not television, but the Disney Plus shows, I should say, as Mm -hmm. a part of it. And they're going to, more so than the Netflix shows ever did, or or the ABC shows uh, before that, you know, they're really going to correlate directly into the stories themselves. So that's a very, very, very cool concept. Um. But yeah, the main thing that I would note, uh, if you watch it, there is a little bit of a tussle, jokingly, between, um, you know, Anthony Mackie and uh, what should we call it, Sebastian Stan, uh, with the with the shield uh, before they give it mm-hmm. to the uh, panelist so she can take it off the stage. Like, oh, can I get that? Yeah, 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 you can get that. Are you sure you want it? Like, you know, a little bit of this. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're still going to kind of highlight that w- within this. I know Anthony Mackie was asked in an interview. Uh, he apparently tried on uh, his version of the Captain America costume and said it looked amazing. I'm hoping it's going to be modeled very much after the comic book version. I don't know why they would stray mm-hmm. away from that. And I'm hoping that maybe, right. uh, you know, Winter Soldier, to not look so fucking weird, takes different aspects of the Captain America costume that he has. Uh, I don't know how you get a guy that used to be an assassin, whether his, his brain was, was brainwashed, that has been killing people for a very, very long time, how they're going to redeem him. So obviously he can't be Cap, but maybe throughout the story there will be that element. One element that's added to it that I think a lot of people are excited about is that Daniel Bruhl is coming back to play Baron Zemo, and apparently he's going to have his mask. He's not done. He's pissed off. I'm hoping we get Masters of Evil. You know, how's he going to get out of the prison he was at? That's apparently the same prison that the Abomination uh, was that who's also a fellow in the comic books, Master of Evil. Is he going to try to form that within this? What are we going to get from Daniel Brule as Baron Zemo? He's uh, one of my favorites. 
Yeah, he does look pretty fucking jacked, man. Jesus. <laughs> he should not. Oh, sorry, Joel just sent me a picture. That is crazy. Uh, but what's Baron Zemo going to be like in this? How did he get out of that prison? And how is Anthony Mackie, his relationship, going to bounce off of, uh, you know, uh, Sebastian Stan's uh, Winter Soldier? Are we going to get a U.S. agent? Is General Ross going to be in this? What exactly are we right. getting into? We don't know, but that's awesome. The information that we do have, what do you think about it, Joel? Love it. Uh, it's one of my most uh, highly anticipated things coming in the next two years, uh, considering this Phase 4 is literally within the next two years. It's, it's crazy, Phase 4. is 2020 and 2021. But they're fitting so much in that, that, that little amount of time with, the I think, what, five movies and the rest are shows. You know, it's crazy. It's fucking nuts. Um, but Captain America, oh, Captain, well, yeah, technically Captain America. Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, I, I definitely, I really can't wait to find out what the dynamic of the show is. Uh, we're definitely going to probably learn more about uh, Falcon and how he's dealing with the idea that it's basically a passing of the torch to him and him becoming the new Captain America, as we already know. And as you just mentioned, he will have the costume. I can't wait to see that damn costume. I want to see where uh, Bucky's head is at. Uh, what's he doing nowadays? Who is he working for? Is he still going by the Winter Soldier um, code name? Maybe he changes that too. You know, maybe he does go by White Wolf going forward. Um, uh, then you have um, you have Daniel Brühl now coming back as Baron Zemo and a more comic accurate uh, Baron Zemo. Like, does he use a sword? <laughs> like, will we actually see him actually put up a fight this time? Like physically. We know he's smart enough to out outwit the Avengers by himself, so I that's definitely a formidable uh, opponent. Uh, and, I, and like you said, man, maybe there's a possibility for like a Masters of Evil or maybe Thunderbolts down the line. You never know with a guy like uh, Baron Zemo, but I just can't wait to see that costume in live action because that's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, we've definitely heard rumors about Agent 13, which is like Sharon Carter, uh, and of course possibly even a U.S. agent, so I'm down for them too if they show up in the show. Um, I, it's one of my. I just. I really can't wait to see it go out. It's one of my most highly anticipated shows. No, I agree with you. Um, do you think that Anthony Mackie will bring up Sharon Carter? Like, so wait a minute. Did you make out with your uncle? Or oh hell just, yeah. You know, are we are we still just gonna pretend that didn't happen? You know. <laughs> he has but, to. He has to bring it up. He has to. <laughs> I love Emily though. I'm glad if if they do have Agent 13 come back, great. I would love someone to take off, uh, take on U.S. Agent. I think that would be great. I mean, yeah. I kind of like a long time ago on Geek Vibes Live, I threw out the concept of, well, I said John Cena at the time. I don't think that's going to happen. But if they had U.S. Agent as a product of the U.S. government, right underneath General Ross, to keep these guys in line kind of be some type of intimidating government concept, which mm -hmm. honestly U.S. agent kind of inherited those type of traits when he was first showed. So it would be cool sure. to kind of I would love it. see them. Yeah. Like an anti-hero sort of, but then he becomes a good guy. Maybe he, maybe he dies at some point and then, you know, yeah. Winter soldier wants to redeem himself. He becomes U.S. agent. They can do a lot of cool stuff with the series. I'm looking forward and I'm open to all of it. Uh, including Anthony Mackie ousting um, Agent 13 on her making out with her uncle. Um, anyways, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Next up, Foggy revealed the title of the Shang-Chi movie, and uh, you know I was already excited about Shang-Chi, but when he said Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, I should say 
when I watched Jawan and Joel present all the information <laughs> as it was coming up on Twitter through a video, uh, when they said the Ten Rings, me and you, Joel, both like popped at the same time, like, oh shit, they're gonna fucking have the Mandarin in this. You know, yeah. there are not many things, uh, sh- television show, movie-wise, that can tie in and, and tie up all the loose ends like the MCU can. They had the Mandarin concept. We had Ben Kingsley play the fake Mandarin. But we knew with mm-hmm. that one like, little special that they had uh, that, was an actual, that was in the jail that there was a real Mandarin, mm-hmm. and he was not happy with Ben Kingsley pretending to be him. So now – Instead of being involved with Iron Man, which kind of sucks, he's going to be the villain to take place of that super fucking racist Fu Manchu concept, <laughs> and maybe, maybe be the father. You know, we don't know. Yep. Uh, like the origins yep. of Fu Manchu is with Shang Chi, but he's still going to be the main villain. I'm assuming he's going to have all of his rings, so we're going to see those type of powers. It's going to tap into mystic concepts because Shang Chi. Kind of like Iron Fist inherits certain type of elements that are a little bit mystical in nature, as well as martial arts. So the blending and the and, and, and trading out, being like, all right, this we can't use Fu Manchu. Fuck, let's use a Mandarin. And not only that, I know a lot of people are not going to know him, but uh, Tony Wong, I, I believe is his name. Yeah. Guys, yeah. if you've never seen Infernal Affairs, see it. It's it, it, it subtitle movie. But there's a little movie called The Departed that was based off that film. And I love the original just as much as I love the Martin Scorsese classic. So he played one of the main guys in that. That's pretty much the only movie that he's like mainly in the U.S., I would say, known for. Right. But he's a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. Uh, I don't know about the lead that much because there's not a lot about him. But Samu Liu, is that how you pronounce it? Or are you just fucking Brooklyn? Samu Liu, yeah. No, you're right. Samu Liu. Simu Liu, uh, apparently a long time ago in 2012, said, hey, when are you guys going to have, you know, on Twitter, saying, hey, when are you guys going to have a Asian-based superhero? And now just recently responded to that thing saying, LOL, uh, because he's now going to be playing the first, which I think is fucking awesome, uh, Asian superhero mm-hmm. to have his own film. And kind of like what you guys were talking about last night, I think they're going to, as long as they don't overdo it, like Jawan said, they're going to show a lot of uh, Asian culture within this, which I think is fucking awesome to build up the character and give us the first martial arts movie in the MCU with the Mandarin as a villain. Fucking awesome. What do you think about this? Well, bro, this is my most anticipated movie of the phase two. Uh, I was super psyched when I, when I first heard about them doing Shang-Chi. Because uh, my thing with Shang-Chi is like, uh, just like Blade, uh, I always thought maybe they'd end up on Netflix or something. Because uh, they'd probably be better off on long-form storytelling, and they're they're also not super expensive to pull off. Uh, so for me, like, it, uh, it's Shang-Chi, uh, I thought would have fit really well uh, with the Defenders. And we never got that, and they, they kind of held back. And I was kind of disappointed we never got them at all. And then when we, we heard they were canceling everything, we're like, God damn it, I'll never get sent to you now. Uh, and then they're like, no, no, don't worry about it. Here's a whole movie. And I was like, holy shit, Shang Chi movie. And it makes sense. It's going to be the first a- Asian superhero, like like big time. It's going to be a full Asian cast. They're going to kind of do what they did with Black Panther, but with Shang-Chi in the Asian, in the Asian population. So they're, this is theirs. You know, this is, this is theirs right now. 
Um, and I'm super psyched because, like, Shang-Chi, for me, was basically Bruce Lee in the Marvel Universe. That's, that's how I looked at it. At least the, the superhero version. Yep. Not the, not the, act, not the actor. <laughs> like, all the characters he played in, the, in those movies. Um, so, like, that's – I loved – I grew up on Bruce Lee movies. And if they get close to that kind of uh, – of that thing that he brought to the table – uh, you you you've already you already got a, a billion dollars on your hands with, with Shang Chi and and now them also including a a, a villain that the, the the geeks like us have been wanting for years. Uh, you definitely added more. You gave another element to it, and then you're gonna start explaining. You'll probably go into uh the the Ten Rings uh and, and their and their criminal syndicate, and just like you said, they're probably they're going away from the Fu Manchu idea. Uh, Fu Manchu was basically his father who was part of a criminal organization. He was the head of a criminal organization. So in this time, instead of Fu Manchu, we're going to get the Mandarin who is the head of a criminal organization known as the Ten Rings. And hopefully they implement the actual Ten fucking Rings. Like this, It's not just the name of the syndicate. It's actually these, these Ten Rings of maybe mystical or scientific. Or maybe there's a mix of mystical and science. I don't know. That's always been something interesting that they ne- we never knew what they would do with it. And now we're so far into the Marvel Universe uh, between Doctor Strange and Iron Man, like, you can do both now. Now you're at a point where you can you can try to somewhat explain the Ten Rings. So will they do that? Hopefully. Will he be Shang-Chi's father? Uh, possibly. I mean, if, if they're going to stick to the whole, you know, Fu Manchu thing, uh, without obviously going into Fu Manchu. But, and we heard Aquafina is in it, so that's cool. She's on the rise. She's, been, she's on fire right now. She's in almost everything. So, and I don't know who she's playing, but I'm excited to see her in it. Uh, and I'm excited for this kid, Simu Liu, because this, this guy's life is about to change. <laughs> He's going to be a superstar, and this movie's going to be awesome. Now, the question to you is, before they announced all the details with the Mandarin and everything, were you, mm-hmm. was this still the most anticipated movie to you out of anything coming, or was it because of this announcement and the details that makes this the number one for you? Well, um, most anticipated were always going to be like uh, the Fox properties, like Fantastic Four and X Men. Uh, that would probably be number one for sure. But like of the new ones that got announced, uh, I think Shang Chi was already uh, one of the ones I look forward to the most because I don't know what to expect. I don't know what it's going to look like. I have more questions for Shang Chi than anything, and I love kung fu movies. So if this is a watered down, not watered down, but like. Uh, a Marvelized Kung Fu movie uh, where this, we have the, the master of Kung Fu taking on a criminal organization. Like, you, you already got me. It's just now, now it's that he's going to be part of the Marvel Universe and this dude might be joining the Avengers one day. I'm like, that fucking makes me so happy. <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, and yeah, so Shang-Chi was definitely already high on my list. Then I heard about the whole thing about the Mandarin and I'm like, oh, now even more. So like, the, when the subtitle popped up, like you said, I popped hard. Mainly because I'm like, holy shit, they're going to go there. So, yeah, I was already high. Now it's even higher. So it definitely jumped to number one because of the Mandarin. Yeah, I think I would be very similar. This is this jumped up in my anticipation because of the additions of what they did within it. And I'm just excited. I, You know, n- number one thing, I think it's awesome, just like Black Panther, that we are getting some more represented different superheroes out there. Uh, I think that gives right. me a good question to you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, be, you being Latino, there seems to be mm-hmm. a lack 
of Latino-based <laughs> superhero characters. Um, yeah. Yeah. If if we look at Marvel, though, we have a problem with that because I think the two people – well, they try to push one in the uh, – the two I can think of that they could try to make film franchise off them. One's Reptil, who they kind of added to that, like, kid's show, and kids kind of knew him, but yeah. I think he's probably died off. But – very cool concept, young kid. He can turn into different dinosaurs and reptiles, very much like Beast Boy. But I think mm-hmm. the one that a lot of people would go to might be kind of uh, too similar to another character in White Tiger. And White Tiger, both the male, Hector, and his daughter who takes it over, Ava, both are great characters, very unique. But their name and powers come very similar to Black Panther. Um, can you think of someone that I didn't think of, or who would you like to see, you know, Joel uh, represent a good, as a Latino superhero character? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, they're not very, they're not in demand <laughs> right now. There's not many out there, uh, unfortunately, uh, like, like a Black Panther or, uh, I know or, Ghost Rider uh, is technically, but he's going to yeah, be on yeah, a Hulu show that's not connected at all, so. Right, and it's more darker. Yeah, so yeah, he's a Latino. They're definitely going with the the Robbie Reyes uh, version of Ghost Rider now on TV, which I'm very proud of. I'm very happy to see that. Uh, I'm all for it. I know a lot of people got upset because they kind of feel like it's it's getting in the way of uh, um, Johnny Blaze. But I'm like, he's already had two movies, and I have no doubt we'll see Johnny Blaze at some point during that series. Exactly. No worries. I would I would assume Johnny Blaze would come into a series. You know. You're going to have to have right. characters on a fucking series. All right. I'm, I'm not worried. I think we'll get Johnny Blaze. So don't don't freak out if you don't, if you notice that there's no Johnny Blaze right now and they're focusing on Robbie. It's just right. That's just the wave they're going in. Uh, in the movies, though, that's hard to say. Um, Miles Morales, is uh, he's half Hispanic, half black, but a lot of people still kind of look at him more black because He's dark. <laughs> His last name is Morales, but I swear it's like they, they people forget that. Uh, um, but that's the thing. It's, there's not many, isn't especially in the Marvel universe. I can't even think of any right now. Off the top of my head, that uh, you would have to like turn one of the white characters Spanish. This is really what it comes down to. You probably have to like hire a Spanish actor to play a, a character. Is for it is the is the origins of uh, is the origins of White Tiger too similar to Black Panther for that to actually uh, it be like? Very, it, it's it's different. It is different, but it's also similar. you could you could do a really cool story, change it up, have Hector die in the first one, pass it off to his daughter, so at least it's a male mm-hmm. compared to a female, and maybe introduce Black yeah. Tarantula, who's an awesome Spider-Man villain, and make him the villain yeah. since he's you know Spanish-based and kind of incorporate right. him as the main. You know, they could do something like that. Um, they could. I'm trying. I'm trying. Sam Alexander, the too. Nova, yeah, Nova, yeah. I think is half. Uh, Sam Alexander, I believe, is like half Hispanic. I wouldn't be surprised if Richard Ryder is played by a Spanish guy too, though. So one of those two guys might be Hispanic. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him to, to hire a Spanish actor for either Richard Ryder or Sam Alexander in the future for the Nova series. So that's a good point. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's not off the top of my head that I can think of aside from the White Tiger who's very similar in, in, in look to Black Panther and origin to, like, uh, Iron Fist. <laughs> so it's, like, we, it's, all, it's, yeah. all, it's very weird. Yeah. So we got we got Reptile, we, or Reptil, who's not really known. Reptile. You got Sam Alexander, who would be a great person 
you know, who's obviously uh, of Latino descent. You got Miles Morales. Me and you both kind of have talked about that before. Shit, it looks like we mm-hmm. could have uh, what's his name play the live action version if they keep on doing this multiverse stuff. Uh, the guy from Dope that did the voice, Shamika Moore. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I, I hope you know. For your sake, for everyone's sake, I want everyone represented on screen. So I, I definitely hope that they figure that yeah. out. You know, and I, I know for another Asian character, um, everyone has uh, – anyone that's looked at a fucking picture of Namor since Jack Kirby yeah. used to draw him in the 1940s, I think that he should definitely be Asian. So that's another character that I don't really – people say, oh, that's changing race. But I don't I, – if, if you look how he's drawn, he's always looked Asian to me. Even back when I was yeah. younger, you know? It's true. Well, you do have uh, America Chavez. She's, she's Hispanic. That's a girl. Uh, if that, but that's one I wouldn't be surprised they go into her at some point in the future. Because she's, she's Hispanic and she's a lesbian. <laughs> that fits their criteria there you right go. now. So wouldn't be surprised. Kind of like Renee Montoya? Down on yeah, kind of like that. But, but she's a little younger and she's uh, part of that young crowd. I wouldn't be surprised if she shows up down the line. So there's one last I can't wait to see Kabla uh, uh, Khan or whatever, Miss Marvel. I can't wait to see yeah, I know Marvel. she's going to make her way. Yeah, no, um, no doubt. Who's obviously Indian descent. Right. But she's a very cool character. But, I mean, I, I don't know because it, it, you talk about Nova. Richie Ryder could definitely have a presence, but I could see them doing that with him, um, of, mm-hmm. of doing the younger version uh, and trying that out. And he came out and was very popular at the same time Miles Morales was getting a lot of popularity and Miss Marvel. So we'll have to find out. But, yeah, I thought I'd have, you know, I got a little bit of insight from you. All, uh, the only thing I can cater towards that is I'm fucking part Portuguese, so that doesn't really uh, relate to a lot. But um, uh, that reminds me of going back to the conversation, the argument I had about, like, how Bane should not be Batista uh, with that one gentleman. <laughs> but, uh you know, shit happens. Let's 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 uh, move on from um, Shang Chi. We had the new show that I've already said I'm really looking forward to, but I think the name of it's dumb. But WandaVision, uh, and that will have Olsen and Paul Bettany. Uh, you're mm-hmm. gonna have uh, basically the older version of Monica Rambeau. Uh, you know, um, who's Photon Spectrum uh, in the comic books, Captain Marvel also. Uh, so she was a child mm-hmm. in that film. This is now the tone, uh, the adult version, played by Tiona Paris. Um, and yeah, it, 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 this is going to also directly go into apparently Doctor Strange's movie. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about seeing the relationship explored. I'm excited about Liz uh, playing, you know, Wanda. Her getting the title of Scarlet Witch finally, hopefully, um, if this will give any elements of, of the of the MCU with with mutants if we're going to see her become more and more crazy like does she create vision like she's created children before like how is that going to tie into her reality warping powers how is Doctor Strange going to help her you know get the mystic versions and, and, and control that what's going to happen as far as her after the movie at the end of the series and at the end of the, of, of the Doctor Strange movie are we going to see Scarlet Witch become you know, Avengers disassembled, like where she goes completely ape shit and starts fucking, it be, basically becomes a villain on accident and then causes a house of them. Or will she cause a mutant? Mm. There's a lot of questions that I think this series can introduce. My, 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 my main question to you besides are you excited about it and what you're excited about with it is Paul Bettany's vision. Is that going to be 
an android that they're going to recreate, but it's not going to have his soul in it, if you will. And she's going to struggle mm-hmm. with that, or is she going to create the vision with Paul Bettany in her head, but we're not going to know that maybe until later on. I, I know Nick compared this with Legion, and I actually think that's a really brilliant idea to compare it to. Yeah, this, this show's going to be fucking trippy. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. Um, they're going to probably get into her the more mystical side uh, of Scarlet Witch, uh, probably get deep dive into her powers, and maybe they will touch upon mutation and mutants. Uh, and what she is, and that she kind of taps into the magic uh, element uh, more so than other mutants, you know? So she's a little different than uh, everyone else. Her chaos magic uh, might, that, like, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, can she bring Vision back to life by herself? Is that something she can will to, you know, to happening? Uh, that's some powerful shit. <laughs> um, it's very, I'm very curious at what, what direction they're going to go with it. Uh, I I do think that the the logo, if you see the logo of the WandaVision logo, kind of speaks to, like, the look of it. I do believe there's going to be a cookie-cutter nuclear family feel to it, at least in certain parts of the show, where I think she just wants to create a family for herself and the Vision, and so they may have kids in this at some point just because she wills it. You know how how weird that is? But it's it's possible, Um, and it's just, Again, and then in some capacity, we are also getting uh, an adult version of Monica Rambeau. She's going to show up in the show for some apparent reason. I'm very curious to see how she plays a factor in this, considering last time we saw her, she was like nine years old. <laughs> so I'm very curious to see how that she plays out as well. Yeah, so many questions. And like I said, I think Scarlet Witch is such an amazing character in the comic book, such a complex yeah. character, yeah. so fucking powerful that really has not been shown or displayed probably until the last film with Endgame. Uh, and that was just a hint of it. So one of my favorite, I mean, maybe, I guess it, this is kind of like saying Avengers Disassembled is one of your favorite Avengers stories is like saying that Identity Crisis is one of your favorite stories. I should say it's one of the most well-written <laughs> stories from Kurt Busiek for his end with the Avengers and how he changed it and then passed it with the new Avengers over to Brian Michael Bendis uh, at the early 2000s. But it was really, everything started going to shit the mansion. There was an attack on it. Uh, Vision was there, even though he died previous to that. They ended up, you know, killing off a bunch of the characters and then come to find out it was basically a panic attack that Wanda was having. And after Mm -hmm. that, House of M, she made the world in her image and what she wanted. And at the end of it, Mm -hmm. she killed off – or didn't kill off, but took out half the mutant population by removing their powers. So there's a lot they can do with that character. And Elizabeth Olsen is actually a really accomplished actress. So I'm really excited to see her kind of really go deep in this role. Love Paul. I think he's a great actor. So I hope we see Vision less human. Uh, you know, kind of like how he's in the comic books, a little bit like he doesn't get mm-hmm. certain things because he's a robot. But we'll we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, another series that that's coming out is a Loki series that I just just to let um, T and O T I love you uh, and Juwan. Uh, I don't think he'll end up listening to this. Maybe he will. I'm looking forward to WandaVision more than Loki. Sorry, um, I have seen a lot of Loki. I don't have a man boner on Tom Hiddleston. I think he's a badass, but. 
You know, um, yeah. I, if if you gave me one or the other, I would rather more character development than development of the character that I've already seen a bunch. But either way, still, right, right. We are we have it confirmed by Kevin Feige that this will take place after Loki got out in Endgame, and that that one it, he's going to make his own his own timeline basically. I like what you guys are talking about about the possibility of other characters like the Enchantress showing up. Uh, maybe actually seeing um, what's his name, uh, Carl Urban, reprise his role again mm-hmm. and come back. Um, there's a lot of cool things they can do. I don't know really what they're going to do, but I feel like the end game is to be able to bring that Loki to the present time, so we can have Loki as a villain, but still Tom Hiddleston's Loki that we get to know died still heroically. But this one can kind of, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if he'll show up in the new Thor movie. There's a lot of stuff they can do with it. It's a very interesting concept. What do you think the show is going to be about, Joel? I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, uh, I I know it takes place right after that moment in Endgame. Spoilers where he grabs the Tesseract and disappears. And I know that version of the Loki is what we're going to get. The douchebag Loki that was about to go to prison <laughs> in Asgard and locked up. Uh, <clears throat> so. He's free now, and his I guess this is more like the branch timeline where we'll be working with, and like what does he do with that? What what can he do with that? Um, will he be running into other characters down the line? Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, like I saw a lot of Loki, and I know that seems it just feels like they keep telling me they want me to like him, and like I guess I should like him because he is a Great actor, and he's an awesome character, but he's a villain, and I don't really like cheering for villains. It's just it's weird for me to do that. <laughs> and I don't want him to be a good guy because he's been a bad guy. I like him as a bad guy. I mean, there's enough good guys. We need more villains at this point. Why get yeah. away, Why take away one of the best villains? That's how I look at it. That's probably why I'm more biased against seeing more of him. <sighs> no, I, I completely understand that. And uh, one thing I love it when people are like – Thanos is such a sympathetic villain, and I'm like, he killed off half of every living creature. You're a fucking psycho. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, uh, at least the Killmonger thing, it's like, yeah, he did have a really troubled time, blah, 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 blah. How can you fucking say that about Thanos, though? Like, that's... Right. He literally snapped half existence out of existence. I digress. For sure. Um, but I think that it is cool, just very similar to, like, Endgame. We had Thanos die that was kind of not like – I guess he, he had finished everything he wanted, but he wasn't still happy about it, and he definitely had like mm-hmm. regret towards the end. And then the new Thanos that came by was from the past, from Avengers, and he was ruthless again. We're going to see Loki back when he was like that as well. So I think that that's a, the, a cool concept for this version of the character. Then we had a, uh, a – dude, I think this might be my number one, honestly – I, I wasn't even a big fan. I like Scott Derrickson. I like Sinister. I think he's a great horror mm-hmm. director. But I wasn't a big fan of the first Doctor Strange. I thought it was fine. Um, really? But Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness fucking mm-hmm. looks awesome. I love that Scarlet Witch is in this. Uh, I love mm-hmm. that he's saying it's going to be their first horror movie, Scott Derrickson. Yeah. That makes me extremely excited. I love that Nightmare is most likely going to be in the villain. Come on, guys, go mm-hmm. get Robert England. It would be so fucking awesome. I know he's older, but he used to be Freddy. I'm pretty sure he could do the role. I, that's all I'm saying. Robert England for Nightmare. I'm sure they'll get someone great, but that, that's who I'd love to see. But uh, 
this is going to be awesome. And the multiverse concept, are they really going to do this, Joel, and not make it so they can yeah. take advantage and within a plot, have a multiverse? Are they actually going to explore the multiverse? Show me and you stuff that we've probably seen, like, you know, if, if, you, mm-hmm. if you read something like, um, uh, what, what, what was the name of the series of X-Men uh, with Morph in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it were they... No, it, it it had Morph, it had Blink, it had Sabretooth from uh, Age of Apocalypse, and they all went from universe to universe. Exiles? No, Exiles, yeah. That's the name of the book, yeah. So, so something similar maybe an aspect to that where we can kind of like, me and you might see it for a split second, they go through a universe and we're like, holy shit, that's blah, 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 universe. Very much like, you know, you do an Elseworlds for DC. I wonder if that's going to be it, but um, – I'm very excited about this movie. I'm very excited about the horror aspect, Nightmare, Scarlet Witch, the whole nine yards. Love Benedict Cumbersnatch. I mean, just kidding, Cumberbatch. Uh-huh. Um, what, what, what do you think about this movie? Uh, I'm ecstatic. Uh, it's one of my top, obviously, more excited movies, uh, things I'm excited for. Uh, I'm a, I, I did like the Doctor Strange uh, first movie. I love Benedict Cumberbatch as... Uh, as Doctor uh, Doctor Strange, and I'm looking forward to seeing, of course, also Benedict Wong come back as Wong, uh, <laughs> uh, but also the inclusion of Scarlet Witch. And we were just talking about her uh, her powers and how she's probably going to start tapping into the magic side of her powers. And this is the perfect place for it. And like apparently, WandaVision and Doctor Strange too will have a connection in some capacity. Apparently, so I'm very looking forward to seeing what what part of that takes. You know. Where? <laughs> Where is their connection? Uh, multiverse? What do they mean by multiverse? Because in my head, multiverse, I guess cause I'm, because of the fucking DC, multiverse for me is different realities where everything is different. And in this world, it could be just different timelines, but I, I don't know. I, we're going to have to see. Um, uh, and, and, you know, Doctor Strange is a character that's never sitting. That's why I always say, like, Doctor Strange as an Avenger doesn't completely work because he's never, he's not exactly a guy that has time. <laughs> for for Earth things, he's kind of defending the uh, the Earth realm from everything outside of it that we don't know when we get to fuck with. So Doctor Strange is going to be probably dealing with whatever's going on, and I would really love to see Brother Voodoo showed up or or Doctor Voodoo now. Uh, that would be really cool to see him in this and Nightmare and ah uh, man, it's gonna be a horror movie, bro. Like, what does that even look like in the Marvel universe? It's awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 nuts, man. Oof. And I, I, you know what? All right, so I'm gonna go back to this. But the next thing that they announced was an animated series called What If, um, and Jeffrey Wright is playing the voice of the all-seeing watcher Uatu. Um, and basically, mm-hmm. they're gonna have a bunch of different actors that have played their roles in the MCU reprise roles, and it'll be stories like What if Peggy Carter became Captain America? What if this? What if that? So what if this show what if what if this show establishes different timelines that Doctor Strange then goes through and that's kind of like a tie in between. Maybe. Could they do yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Unless the time period is supposed to be different. Nope, that's gonna hit uh summer twenty twenty one. Yeah, and, and Doctor Strange is not coming out until uh May seventh, two or twenty twenty two. So we're oh. we're fine. Yeah. There is there is a good chance that that could be it, you know, within this multiverse if we can actually see 
a little bit of an accumulation through um, this what-if concept uh, that they're doing. Very exciting. Don't know if that's going to happen. I'm also wondering if they're going to do more of a, like, uh, not to the level of, um, say, uh, what the hell was that damn movie? Like like a 3D animated. So it looks like they're they're actually them. Kind of, uh, I, I, I can't remember that that shitty that shitty movie uh, Beowulf, like some some type of yeah, animation yeah. similar to that. Uh, they're supposed to do with uh, the Justice League movie that uh, what's his name was doing, um, Mad Max Fury Road director, um, but Justice League Mortal. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, very very interesting concept. Are you excited about what if? And based off the comic books, is there anything that you think could realistically come up within that, maybe based off an actual story. Uh yeah, I I, I mean I'm excited but I'm not I'm not super excited about it. Uh I'm intrigued because I like the way the MCU has gone so far. But there's probably stories out there should be told. Like I think the first one that we're gonna get is uh Peggy becoming Captain America instead of Steve Rogers. So that's like a possibility that happens in the MCU and it comes up and we get to see it play out. Uh, that'd be very interesting. Uh, uh, that'd be very, very interesting. We'll get the voice actors to come back and do that. And I think I saw um, Michael B. Jordan on, on, the, on the voice list as well. So we'll probably get a Kill, Killmonger What If story in, in there somewhere. So um, I'm very intrigued at what the possibilities are. And, of course, Jeffrey Wright coming in to play the Watcher as well. And narrate probably the whole damn thing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Great voice to have for that. Um, all right, so then we have another Disney Plus show coming out, and that's Hawkeye, uh, featuring Jeremy mm-hmm. Renner, and he's going to be basically training Kate, Katie Bishop, who's like the protege, to Hawkeye. Um, mm-hmm. The time period of the show, I don't know if they really made exact, but it seems like it's going to be like pre-everything, or we're going to at least see him as Ronan in the past, or they're going to do something involving that. The the The... Correct me if I'm wrong, but the logo itself was very similar to the Matt Fraction Hawkeye logo, and I hope that that storyline yeah. is involved heavily with this series because all of us have been asking for a mini series of Hawkeye based off the Matt yeah. Fraction run. Yeah, totally. Um, I've been wanting Hawkeye to get some type of justification, some maybe a movie or something or a series would have been awesome. Like remember them bringing out maybe a Netflix series. Uh, and then we're like, oh, my God, he might get his own Disney Plus series in here. Um, he's definitely going to be passing, pretty much passing the torch to Kate Bishop as she is going to probably end up taking over the title uh, Hawkeye like she did in the comic book. Even though in the comic book she took the Hawkeye title without ever consulting with him because he was dead at the time. And then he came back as Ronan, and she kind of gave it back. But then they both became Hawkeye, and they came to that agreement. But I don't see that happening more or less. He's Ronan down and will be passing down the Hawkeye title to her when she earns it. And I can't wait to see how he gets involved with her, why he agrees to train this girl in a very dangerous uh, job. Because we obviously know both of them have no powers. And he made it very clear that uh, he'll be training her to be a superhero with no powers. So I'm very curious what that entails and what kind of training they'll go into. And apparently we will get to see more of uh, Renner as Ronan as well. So I'm very very excited for this series, and if there's any elements from the Matt Fraction run, I'm in. All right, so this one, I think, took everyone by surprise. 
We knew it was happening because it got leaked out, but Taika Waititi was coming in to make another Thor movie, the fourth Thor movie in the franchise. This called Love and Thunder. Um, so, all right, so she brings out Tessa Thompson, Chris Hemsworth, and Tessa Thompson lets them know that one of the main parts of the story is that um, as the king of Asgard, she is trying to find a queen, so she confirms a long run-on thing that Tessa – is or Tessa's character of Valkyrie is lesbian, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some some people are some people are wondering if if uh, maybe she has a thing for Miss uh, Captain Marvel or not, which would be yeah. kind of a cool They're concept. Shipping them. Yeah. Well, it's not <laughs> shipping them. Maybe they can. Uh, I know that she's probably Brunhindel, but <clears throat> didn't they didn't they show in that pre thing the blonde Valkyrie? Could they did they kind of they like did. make it sound like they had a thing together? Is she dead, basically, is what I'm saying, or maybe they're, they're going to try to find her within this. Uh, not, not saying the Captain Marvel thing can't happen, but if she already has a past right, right, lover, right. it's already an established character in the comics. Why don't they try to bring her out of it? Um, you know, maybe bring up a story that Hela didn't kill her, or I don't know. They can figure it out. This is awesome. For sure. But besides that, the big twist is that this is going to be based off of uh, the, Thor, the Mighty Thor, and that Nellie Portman will be reprising her role as Jane Foster, and that she will be playing the new female Thor. Tekawatiti held Mjolnir, handed it to her. I don't know how Mjolnir's back. I guess I'll have to explain that in there. Where Thor's going to lie within all this. But right. in, <laughs> within everything, Joel, before I pass it to you, I think it's actually a really good idea to have someone take over the role for Chris Hemsworth to give him a break. Because I think that him, and even all, and uh, even uh, Chris Evans, and even possibly Robert Downey Jr., given the amount of time off of playing the role, might be interested in playing it later on. You know, if they get a time off from it. So to give Natalie this chance, I think is awesome. Yes, she phoned it in for the last two movies. Maybe she didn't like the character. Now she's getting to perform it with this level, and Natalie Portman is an extremely Great actress. So I'm curious. Um, maybe female Thor is separate from Jane Foster's consciousness, like I think it is in the comic books, and maybe she falls in love with with Tess Thompson's character. We don't know where they're going to go with this, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be visually beautiful. Me personally, I know that I am in the minority. I hope they tone down the wackiness, the Three Stooges aspect that I didn't like from Thor Ragnarok. Uh, basically mainly with Thor. Don't make him so fucking slapstick. But either way, they're probably going to make a pretty damn good movie. And I think that this, in general, and then the cherry on top that we'll talk about, really just blew away the whole entire thing. What did you think about this announcement? Uh, I was shocked. I mean, we already knew Thor was coming through before. I didn't know what to expect. And then they announced, oh, Thor, love and thunder. I'm like, oh, shit. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I'll take it. Um, to Tessa Thompson coming back looking for her queen, and like you said, today she came out as a lesbian, oh, for Valkyrie at least. Uh, and uh, I'm very curious to see how that where that goes. And now that she's also king of New Asgard, which is on Earth, uh, we found out Jane is in this movie, and it's like, and it's like, and it's Natalie Portman. I think that was a shocking part. It's not that Jane was in it or coming back. It's that Natalie Portman was coming back as Jane. Uh, it was probably the most shocking thing. Uh, and then, of course, the her, her becoming Thor now 
because that was really weird in the comics too, and it happened for a couple of years where she becomes the mighty Thor, you know, wielding Mjolnir, and that's when, of course, Thor ends up using uh, Yarnbjorn, the axe and shit. So I'm very curious to, to see uh, what how this all plays out in what capacity, um, because I did love uh, Thor Ragnarok, and I think if somebody's going to get something out of uh, uh, of uh, Natalie Portman, it'll be Taika Waititi. Yep, absolutely. All right, then we have Black Widow, uh, the first Ooh. film technically coming out. Ah, wow. All right, Scott Johansson is playing Black Widow. Florence Pugh is playing uh, Yelena Belovia, or Belova. Belova. It's a white, it, it's a yeah, the the blonde yeah. black black widow. Uh David Harbour sure. will be playing the Red Guardian, which if anyone can stop fucking talking about how crazy it is that his name is the guy that was Russian that he beat <laughs> up in, in Stranger <laughs> yeah. Things season. Jesus Christ. Rachel Wise will be playing Iron Maiden. Uh OT uh Fagmental will be playing Mason and we don't know. Shocker, the villain is going to be Taskmaster, and we have no idea who the fuck's playing Taskmaster. That makes me even more excited about this movie. David Harbour makes me excited about this movie. I love Rachel Wise. I love that this is going to be taking uh, place in Budapest. There's so many elements that are awesome on this. Do you, who do you, what do you think about it? Who do you think is playing Taskmaster? And will Taskmaster still be as wacky as he is in the complex? Uh, probably not. I would tone it down. It's not a, not as wacky. Taskmaster is a great villain for, for Black Widow because the villain I think she could take so I'm very curious, like, what is mimicking Black Widow? Like, does he start doing luchador moves? Is that what that is? Cause that's fucking cool. <laughs> um, uh, I, I really, I'm more excited now than I was when I first heard about the Black Widow movie. Cause like, I'm like, all right, cool. They should have probably did it a couple of years ago. But the more I hear about it, I was getting Yelena, which probably means the passing of the guard is another one where she's probably giving the title. Because apparently the Black Widow title is not just her. Uh, according to, I think it was Rachel Weiss, she was saying that there are multiple Black Widows. She's just one of many. Um, so this is, like, interesting. And it looks like Yelena is one of them as well. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, if they give David Harbour a fucking costume and he dresses up as Red Guardian, I want to see the Winter Guard, God damn it. I want to see Russia's Avengers. <laughs> I know they won't give us that, but I want to see Winter Guard. I want to see that walking, talking bear. Ursa Major. Give me Walking Talking Bear Ursa Major eventually. At least one day, give me Ursa Major. I can't wait to see that character. Uh, but yeah, I don't know who the fuck is playing Taskmaster, but I can't wait to see Taskmaster work. Alright, so here's the full slate. We got Black Widow coming out May 1st, 2020. We got the Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus, Fall 2020. Turtles coming in November 6, 2020. Shang-Chi and the Legends of Ten Rings, February 12, 2021. WandaVision on Disney Plus, uh, Spring 2021. Loki on Disney Plus, Spring 2021. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, May 7th, uh, 2021. What If, the Summers of 2021. Uh, Hawkeye on Disney Plus, Fall 2021. And Thor, Love and Thunder, November 5th, 2021. A lot of films from there. Now, at the end of this, uh, Kevin Feige made comments uh, about other stuff involving uh, Marvel with, you know, basically he said in a cheeky way that he didn't have enough time uh, to talk about Captain Marvel 2, about Black Panther 2, or Fantastic Four, or any movies about mutants, 
uh, code for X-Men, if you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wanted to give one last thing. By the way, remember, D23 is next month. That's, that's Disney's personal thing. The MCU yep. will be showing yep. some information there. So it probably gets, I'm assuming, a trailer and more information about maybe uh, Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2 is what I'm assuming. Right. Or at least maybe. about – Yeah. <laughs> so he – so for Black Widow, they passed out all these hats that black that had the Black Widow uh, in the symbol on the middle of it, and then after mm-hmm. all of what he said, he said that he wanted that he wanted to leave one last thing. So he brought uh, Maharshali, a two-time Academy Award winner, on the stage, and he had his own hat. And when he put it on, it said Blade. So we are going to get Maharshali as Blade. Uh, find out that after he won for Green Book. He contacted Kevin Feige and told him, made up a meeting, and of course, if a two-time Academy Award winner actor like that, you know, asked to be involved in something, you cater towards them and said he wanted to play Blade. I feel bad for Wesley Snipes. Hey, there's nothing saying that Wesley Snipes can't play some type of character. I forgot who the character that Nick Nolte played in Blade or whoever the fuck that older guy was. Maybe it wasn't Nick Nolte. Oh, Wesley. But maybe uh, Whistler. Maybe Blade can play Whistler. Maybe maybe Blake can play him. Maybe he can be the guy that helps what? train, or maybe Blake. Maybe, like maybe Wesley Snipes like can that. play him and train him, and you know it can be like a passing of the guard without us even knowing that. That would be a cool idea. I would also love Gomel Del Toro to come back and direct this. You know, why don't we get a, an Academy Award winning director who's already made great Blade movies and will just work with the MCU and mar- you know morph the version that Kevin Feige wants. One thing that people are kind of apprehensive about, though. There's, it's not going to be able to be rated R if it's a part of the MCU. He's already made that apparent. The only one that he's ever right. thought about, uh, well, Bob Iger has. The only one that, that Kevin's thought about is Deadpool, but he has to figure out how the fuck he can do that. Either way, he has a different platform for rated R stuff. Uh, we, that's why Ghost Rider's going to Hulu. It's not going on Disney+. Plus. You know, It's still going to be associated, but still loosely because of being a little bit darker in concept. Either way, Joel. We're getting a fucking Blade movie, and Masha Lee is playing him. What do you think? That's like fucking a fantasy coming to life. You know, that was like one of the top uh, fan casts. Like you never, fan cast never works, except in this case. <laughs> and somehow, uh, yep. Masha Lee got the role of Blade. Shout out to Boss Logic. Know. Hell yeah, Boss Logic making like dreams come true for certain people, bro. It's, I don't know how, but he's bringing. Sometimes it works. So um, I, I gotta give him credit, um, and and bro, like this is happening. And I guess I should have saw the writing on the wall, but it could have been anything. It could have been on TV too, because Blade has been very prolific in the last couple of uh, months in the comics. Like he joined the Avengers. I think I remember posting it a couple months ago that he joined the Avengers, and it just came out like last month, the Wolverine Blade versus Blade comic. I'm like, so they're pushing Blade. <laughs> it's not by mistake. Uh, and now, look it. Now we're getting a Blade movie, in, possibly in Phase Five uh, or Six. Uh, we'll see where it falls and how it fits into the MCU. Because as we know, uh, this is a very out the box character. Just like Shang Chi, there's not like these, these guys are not known for fighting aliens. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is not this is not where they 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 fit normally. So I'm very curious how Blade and, and, and some of these other new characters fit into the MCU, and will they become Avengers? Uh, and 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 I, I just I'm excited too, but I'm I'm also very cautious. And will we get Moon Knight next? Like I fucking want Moon Knight so bad. 
will we get a Moon Knight movie? Oh. Or I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I agree with. Really would love to have Keanu Reeves play the role of Moon Knight now. I think that would actually be pretty fucking, pretty, uh, pretty good casting. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, it seems like. All right. So if if Black Widow is not technically a Phase Four you know, at least timeline-wise, it goes back in the past or whatever. Right. And Blade is phase five. It sounds like Kevin is trying to stretch out what they have now. And we also don't know if Sony's Mm going to announce their third Spider-Man movie in the same time period. You know, we don't. That's 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 on them. They they have everything they're building. They're already trying to get Kevin Feige to be down with Crossing, but they get the Morbius movie. Who wouldn't like to see... Marshall Lee's blade go against fucking Jared Leto's Michael Morbius. Like, come on. I mean, right. if we can get that right. worked out, not not to mention Tom Hardy's Venom with anyone, you know, if we can get that worked out, that's <laughs> great. But it seems like Phase 5 is going to be perfect to bring out the Fantastic Four, start mm-hmm. bringing in new actors as the X-Men, give enough time, and also, with with maybe the same actors, just pretending that they don't have the past, you know, with the Netflix series, you got some of your most popular characters in Daredevil and Luke Cage and all them where they'll be able to be available to start doing stuff. It seems like he's bringing out the big guns, Phase 5, and finishing up loose ends and, and establishing new heroes for Phase 4. Do you also do you also think that? Joel? Yeah, I do. Uh, the, 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 the world is our oyster. <laughs> phase five. Uh, I'm just so I'm more shocked at the fact that phase four is two years, 2020 and 2021. Uh, so it looks like anything 2022 and beyond is probably phase five for now, uh, until they give us a limit on that. But we, there's three dates that he didn't announce yet, which were for the 2022. Uh, and like I don't know what those movies are, but he left it open. Maybe we get the answers to those three dates in D23. I don't know. Will they go into phase five I'm already? Ready. Uh, I'm so scared. I don't know. <laughs> I would assume Black Panther two, Captain Marvel two, and Spider Man three will probably be the last ones. Uh, is probably. the ones I would try to check out uh, right. if I were him. But dude, I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited by whew, this whole entire thing. Um, I really do think, honestly, you guys kind of talked about this and touched on it last night. There is a good chance that. You can without really talking about it. You could bring Charlie Cox in. You know, he. You don't have to yeah. note his past, go into everything, but he could still play Daredevil. You could still right. have. I know a lot of people, including Nick, want John Bernthal as Wolverine. My problem with that is mm-hmm. it's going to look weird if you have a younger Jean Grey, and I think they're definitely going to go for that. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Wolverine's older than Jean Grey in the comic books. I know that, but look wise, yeah. a lot older. You know, he's a lot older no, than a lot of people in the comics. He's, he's he's a fucking Frank he's he's fucking Frank Castle the Punisher you know I want to see, uh, if right. if I can keep him and D'Onofrio right. as Kingpin and Charlie Cox yeah. as Daredevil and 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 yeah. everyone all of those main people all of great them. I want to see Kingpin in a Spider Man movie and I love D'Onofrio to oh, do yeah. it and I know that he's been joking around oh. about it I'm sure there's conversations between Kevin Feige with people like D'Onofrio and we'll we'll find out more I don't think we'll ever get the shows again. But I, I'm not saying that – that it's also, here's another thing. Ghost Rider. I could see a crossover if Terminator does well and if he becomes more of a bigger actor because of Terminator since he's playing Ghost Rider mm-hmm. to have him incorporated with everything. So there's a lot – and plus, like you said, Moon Knight. You said you know, there's so many horror characters. Either way, 
God, we've geeked out for almost two hours, guys. I have to watch Monday Night Raw. It's it's Me a bunch too. of fucking reunion people that the reunion special uh, done by Paul Heyman. It's going to be crazy. Either way, Joel, thank you so much for being on here. Say goodbye to everyone real quick. And, uh, goodbye, everybody. I have nothing to plug. Tomorrow I think we have uh, uh, the Full Court Press and, of course, Geek Five Lives on the weekend, I think on Sundays. I've actually been more active this week than I have the last two months. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess I'm back. So here we are. Well, you're back, and that's all that matters. Check out GV Nation for more stuff on Geek Vibes, and check out Monday's Suck, bi-weekly Wrestling Geeks Alliance on Wednesday, 7 p.m. EST. And obviously, you know, Geek Vibes Live every Sunday. And that's the bottom line. Just don't go Thank you, guys, and have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Peace out. Peace out.